Welcome to episode 50 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Colin from the Quartermasters. Enjoy the show. Hold on. I haven't got my headphones on. In. Around. Hey. Are you taking a piss? Hold on, I've actually do have the wrong headphones connected. Oh, I'm no good at computers. Say something now. I can't hear a word you're saying. Hold on. Ah, it's muted. Say something now. Actually said something rather than miming. <laughs> you can't. Um, thought I'd just Hold carry on. that on from the uh, from the Quidjibo episode. Yes, good old Quidjibo. Hi, Quidjibo. Mm. Hey, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm just gonna. Just, uh, I finished up for Christmas today. Yeah, so did I. It's amazing, isn't it? Didn't I'm just eating just... something. Didn't you just say you were just setting up another job? Yeah, but like... <laughs> I need it for the weekend and I haven't confirmed the colours yet. Right. Um, Is it many? 50 front and back. It's a free colour job. Front and back. Mm. Quite an so easy one. Quite... Yeah, but it's still not a small job, is it? No. Um, so... Quite a good little job, actually. But sorry, I haven't eaten anything all day. I'm, I'm just, I'm just eating a naked bar. You doing what to your bar? Eating a naked bar. Look. This mm-hmm. is great podcast material. I love a naked bar. I don't like them, the, but don't you think it was the better? Available? Blueberry muffin ones are the best. Yeah, Joanna's got a cupboard full of them. So yeah, apart from that, um, yeah, not got anything else on. Quite nice. Mm. I'm gonna lift this this um camera up a bit. Hold on. Don't know how? <laughs> this might work. Move that out of the way. Oh, what a day! Could you What's could that? you just like hold it throughout the whole podcast? The camera or the um penis? The camera. All oh, right. No, I couldn't do that, mate. My arms aren't that long. You forget how big my desk is. <laughs> That's better, huh? Much more better, huh? Better, better, better. Does that look like a bumhole? Yeah, I was literally just thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> it's a sleeping bag. <laughs> um, uh, is it light enough in here? Can you see me all right? Are we good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, 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 yep. Right, just no. my life out. No, now take your clothes off. <laughs> I'll tell you what if we can get some um, likes and comments and follows on the podcast and some reviews in the next episode I will um, show my nipples both of them, all three of them <laughs> how's that sound? I mean are you going to make any noise with it because it's, I mean, this podcast is primarily Okay. Okay, I will actively describe my nipples <laughs> while showing them. <laughs> How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. That sounds good. You hear that, listener? 
So I've um I've been drinking monsters. Oh God. Now I've not How many had times have you before. shit yourself in the last week? No, okay, no. I've there's been no well, no no monster related pooping incidents. My my general poopy nonsense has been the same. Um Yeah, they're actually quite tasty. And they're not very fizzy either. I really like them. But I'm f- very aware of how bad they are for me. Yeah. So your mm. insides are probably decaying as we speak. I haven't had many. I've had like three. But still, that's more than enough to yeah. set you on your way. Yeah, yeah. And I don't sleep very well afterwards. I should probably stop drinking them before bed. <laughs> yeah, <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> he said He said while snorting a line of cocaine yeah. trying to get to sleep. <laughs> why, why can't I sleep? What's going on? It's absolutely... Absolutely full of full of caffeine. Doctor, there's some there's something wrong with my cocaine, doctor. Keeping <laughs> <laughs> me up all night. I'm on. I'm unable to sleep. It's almost like it's giving me energy. More energy, <laughs> more passion. Fuck it off. I was going to say something to you, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. I was like, this would be really good to tell Pav on the pod. Mm. Um. Oh man, now I want to know what it is. Hold on, I'm going to unplug you and plug you back in because my cable's the wrong way around. Oh, do it, do it slow. I did it. I did it. Oh. I did it nice and quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've been ta- having a competition with my niece to see who can do the. You know that guy who goes, "Oh my god!" You seen that one? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who can do the best one we've just been sending it to her voice notes and shit and I just go oh my god <laughs> <laughs> our entire our entire relationship is built on well firstly the fact that she's my niece but also that we both have a mutual love for <laughs> for for vines do you have a vine yeah yeah uh, we basically communicate via the medium of vine quotes <laughs> Like she was well, they, a, lot, a lot of them have like resurfaced recently, haven't they? Oh, mate, they never went I've away from like, me. I've I've seen loads of them come back up, like on Instagram and that. I love them. I just it was it was such a wonderful time to <laughs> to be be alive and to have experienced. I mean, she was it didn't she really was last long though, did it? No, that's what's so beautiful about it. It's so fleeting. It's wonderful. Mm. You know, she had um she was telling me about she's at university and she was telling me about one of her um one of her roommates and she went and I went and they were roommates <laughs> do you remember that one mm. <laughs> when the girls walking past and and she looked at me she was like oh my god you vined me and I was like yeah I totally vined you <laughs> it's great one day we'll run out but I don't, I don't think that day's anytime soon although we have sort of moved on to office quotes as well mm. yeah I love the office yeah, I watched a, I watched a, a blooper scene from the office uh, the other day, and it was uh, the one where what's the name of it? Jan. She said she's having like a baby shower. Mm. She got a sperm donor, and uh, I can never remember what his name is. The big, bull bloke, um, who's like a bit weird. In the uh, Kevin, are you talking about the UK office? Well, she's the... she's watched both, and we both love both, so we actually quite. Oh, I fucking can't stand Ricky Gervais. He does my head in. All right, so you're talking about um, Kevin? Kevin then. Yeah, awesome. yeah, mm. and he's he's like, oh, I've been to a sperm bank, and she's like, this one's very exclusive, and he's like, the one by the eye up. <laughs> it zooms in on her face. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what's he say? He's like, well, if you ever want her to have a baby sister or brother, <laughs> it's so good. 
Oh, yeah, I just, I just so love good. Steve Carell. That's what makes me like the the US one better. Yeah, I struggle with the first oh, cool. season. Just realised we're talking a lot about TV. This is this isn't a um, this isn't a TV social podcast. It's a brand social podcast. Let's talk yeah. about brands. Um, have you heard about this really good brand called Rewind? Re- rewind. Rewired. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> Hold on. Is that the one that has the um, uh, the web address of uh, rewindclo.com? That is, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Oh, they look sick. Shame yeah. it's wonky. It's not wonky. I'm holding it wonky. Oh, actually, is it wonky? <laughs> it is a bit wonky, you know. Brilliant. That is a bit wonky. Sorry, I Paul. noticed that instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise till after I done it. It's a bit wonky. It's It's the first one anyway. Looks good though. It does look good, doesn't it? I've redigitized everything. So it looks better. I should have sent you this one, really. Should have sent you the wonky one. Shall I put it on? Mm. Listener, I'm holding up a, a blue beanie the, in the rewind blue. And it's I've embroidered it with yellow and blue. So it looks quite looks quite natty. Um but it's in Darcy's favourite. It's the uh, teeny weeny beanie style, the fisherman. That's really not very small. I think it's That's quite massive. small. That's what do massive. you mean? What do you mean? It's in the it's in the size of my one. Yeah, but is it massive? Yeah, I don't think it is. Is it? This is what this is one of the the fishermen's ones. Yes, massive. So, which ones do you buy then? Uh, I don't buy any from Rala. Oh, in fact, uh, there's one I get from Rala. It's a beach filled one. It's called. Uh, bollocks! I can't remember. I've I've got one downstairs. I meant to send it with that parcel I sent you. Mm. Um, Thanks for my parcel, by the way. I appreciate it. I've basically been wearing that shirt nonstop. Listen, to Darcy oh. sent me a wonderful rewind shirt. I've basically been wearing it endlessly. Should put it on now, really, shouldn't I? Mm. You haven't seen mine yet. Is yours not the same? No. Oh, show me yours then. Hang on, I'll go get it. Shall I go get mine as well? Yeah, go on. Yeah, here's to there. Now he's gone. Uh, Darcy's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> You have a nice poo. Yeah, oh, mate, I could never poo that quickly. <laughs> I mean, I could poo that quickly. I couldn't clean up that quickly. <laughs> the job is not completed till the paperwork is done. Hello, here's my one. The yellow and black. Ah, it's cool. Uh, listener, we had um, like work jackets done for Rewind. They look the fucking tits. Oh, it looks mega. It looks mega. Yeah. Big, Listen. big, big shout out to Paul. Yeah, from uh, you may made. I know I've, we call him a I've got, cunt every episode, but he's. he's I've got a denim one. I've got a denim one. I absolutely love it. The colour of it is, it's dark denim, and it's got a light blue and yellow embroidery on it. And also, I only spotted this yesterday after wearing it endlessly. So many really? It. <laughs> is the little bit down here? Yeah, man. Yeah, there's a little rewind logo in the bottom. In the bottom, I'm very very pleased with it. I fucking love it. So, little secret: Paul, uh, Paul did those to us for us as a favour, mm. um, oh, as he? our Christmas present. Oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was aware it was three different setups. Um, and he, <laughs> he was like, "I knew the stitch count would be quite high." And oh, how high me, was it? And he was like, "Darcy, he was like, you do realise the stitch count on these uh, jackets is like 
86,000 stitches. What? <laughs> it was, what? I, I can't remember if that's the exact number, but it was it was very high. <laughs> so I'm really yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of... It's just, it's just the back, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, the back. There's a lot it. of it. There's a lot of... I don't know what what it's called, tatami, whatever it's called, in the middle of the letters. Yeah. And then it's a very, very tight satin around the outside. It's very oh, good, either way. It. it is fucking cool. I've got, I've had, I've worn it out, obviously, when I've been doing bits and pieces, and I've had a lot of comments on it already. Like, a lot oh. of comments. Maybe a maybe a future release for Rewind, then. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just the, what people actually comment on more than anything is the sort of, um, mm. the, I, I don't it's know. Like it's like an old style, like, mechanics badge. Yeah, mechanics sort of badge thing. That's what they comment on first, is they see that, they're like, oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like it. Well done. Style I wanted to go for. Thanks, Paul. I'm going to send you a packet of Richmond sausages to say thank you. <laughs> well, they do vegan ones now. I won't be sending in those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any meat in actual actual Richmond sausages anyway. No, this is it's true. It's all lips and arseholes, isn't it? Yeah, and a bit of cardboard thrown in for good measure. Yeah. Mm. Get old cardboard. Here's, here's a question for you, based on food. How much mm. sawdust do you reckon you could add into uh, the Rice Krispie recipe before anyone notices? Well, I have actually watched an actual video about this. Have you seen the video? No. Oh, mate. Mate. I think it's by a guy called William Osman. Hold on, let me just check. And it was a surprisingly high number. <laughs> uh, William Osman sawdust. Yeah, he did a video about it. And he made... Uh, Rice Krispie cakes ranging from naught. He did a fifteen percent, a thirty-three percent, a fifty percent, and a hundred percent. Obviously, hundred percent. It's just sawdust. Um, yeah, but it was it was a surprisingly high number before before they before they oh, noticed. God. It's got to be like twenty percent minimum, isn't it? Yeah, it's just wood, mm. isn't it? Mm. It is just wood. Mm. When in doubt, wood. There's a question. What is the worst cereal? Uh, I'm I'm putting Rice Krispies up there. Fuck off, mate. What is the matter with you? Thing is, no, they when, just don't taste of anything. The thing, well, most cereals don't taste of anything. The, the problem is, when you ask a question like that, instantly I forget about every cereal I've ever eaten in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I can go. It's not like I've got one. But what I've probably in my life eaten a cereal and gone. That's fucking shit. I must remember never to eat that ever again. But mm. when it comes to someone asking me that question, I have a completely empty brain. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of cereal. I think the only one I've got up there in, like, God tier is Crunchy Nut. I like Crunchy Nut, but I prefer the Crunchy Nut clusters with the chocolate. Yeah, they're pretty good as well. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's up there. I'm not a but... massive lover of chocolate. Cereal. Neither though. am I, but that has got just tiny little, just a little, mm. a little wisp. Mm. Well, I, don't, I don't eat a lot of cereal, in all honesty. No, well, I don't eat breakfast. Sugar, neither do I. Sugar puffs were my, my, my jam. I love the sugar puff. I love a lovely bit of polystyrene, Jackie. Yeah. What's the other well, one? I've I like? got a new. I've got a new series that we've been watching actually that I think you would fucking love. What is it's it on uh, Netflix? I think it was a BBC series. It's called White Gold. I've watched all of them. Have you? I yeah. finished. I finished watching it about two days ago. 
It's fucking brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is amazing. Is that what windows? Yeah, is that what windows? <laughs> do you do d- doors? As Double well? your windows. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy, the main guy in it is utterly insufferable. Um, oh no, he's reminds such a prick. Reminds me a lot of one of my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of like me brothers. That's the difference. Oh, mm. it's fucking. Funny. No, it's very good. I've watched. I've watched that. I've been watching while I've been um, fiddling around and doing my bits and pieces on the computer design work and that. I've been watching TV because I can do picture in picture on my on my computer screen. Um, so I've been watching White Gold. I watched Detectorists. Whichever one I watched, King Gary. King Gary is yeah, phenomenal. That's good. And I've just started on Ghosts, which I'm is okay, that. but it's not. It's not terrible. It's it's quite. It's it's okay. It's like it feels a bit like horrible histories for adults. Right. Okay. But not quite as educational. Uh, oh, I uh, I finished listening. Well, I say finished. It's kind of still ongoing, isn't it? Um, finished listening to the missing crypto queen. Oh, you you got into it, did you? Your, uh, your recommendation. And how yeah. fucking good is that podcast? It is very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost as good of... as a brand social podcast. I wouldn't I wouldn't push it that far, mate. Mate, come on, you've got to big yourself up. No, I'm saying the other way around. Oh, uh, okay, right. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You enjoyed it, that's good. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's a, a highly recommended podcast. Mm. So, I, I finished listening to a different another one today actually as well called uh witnessed fade fade to black i've got that on my um, list of ones to listen to very very good mate it's i'm gonna a, I'm, uh, I'm gonna give you a movie, fucking list of podcasts is he like a movie script writer or something or movie producer in hollywood mm. who went like missing but he had like ties to the cia and shit and it was like it's this whole fucking mental story it's like if you like the true Very crime good. ones, these are the other ones you have to listen to. You have to listen to Exit Scam, which is similar to Missing Crypto Queen. Hmm. Very good. Um, yeah, um, I'd write that down if I had a working pen. Um, have you? Had you not have a working pen? This is great. Just telling our listeners what other podcasts to listen to. <laughs> like, listen, what to if, listen to apart from us. Yeah, if you like, if you like. Uh, Exit scam, exit yeah, exit scam, yeah. Uh, the dropout, it's another good one. That's the one about Elizabeth Holmes, you know, the the lady who made the, um, made the blood testing machine. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the Lazarus heist. That's a really fucking good one. I think I've listened to that. Yeah, that's really good. The um, that one I told you about the pill plot. Yeah. No, it's on here. I've got it. I've got it queued up. Um. That's genuinely up there as possibly the best podcast series I've ever listened to. From like yeah, a, okay, I've got it here. Like yeah, true crime sort of docu series sort of thing. Um, that's brilliant. But anyway, um, our guest is here in waiting. Oh shit! We're talking about other podcasts. Um, We've got a fucking guest here. Listener, before before we actually get into this, because we'll no doubt forget at the end. Uh, Merry fucking Christmas. Dude, it, dude, man. dude, we're recording this in August. What are you talking about? Say it, <laughs> you fucking Grinch. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Merry Christmas to all of you. Could you, could you hear the joy in Pav's voice there? And yeah, a happy and, new uh, year. This, this will be, I think we're going to have a little break, aren't we? A small break, Christmas yeah. Episode. 
Yeah. Um, because partly because it's episode fifty. Um, woohoo! Um, and also because it's Christmas, New Year, and that's sort of be back in I don't know what three weeks or something. Some something um, like that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We will be back. But I guess we'll be we'll be back. We'll be back. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So today we have Colin on from the Quartermasters in Folkestone. Yeah. Folkestone. Folkestone. Come on about. Um, Who you met? I haven't. Well, I've spoken to him over Instagram, obviously, but you met him in person. Mm. Um, I met him right in the People's. Went into a shop and I was like, you look cool. Do you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> it's, two right, bald, anyway. it's two bald men talking about t-shirts. Oh, and he's got too much hair for the both of us. I know. We should call this the bald social podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let him in. Let him in. Assume my sexy position. Hello, oh. hello. How are hey, you? How's it going? Uh, Cliffy, you want to touch a different microphone speaker? Mm. Why can't I hear you guys? What the hell's going on here, man? We're not we're not um, saying a great deal yet. That's probably part of it. Oh, mm, speaker. Oh, haha. <laughs> Say something. Hello. Can you hear me? It's no. trying to like the sound is coming out of the microphone. Try again. Hello. Oh, there we go. There we go. We did it. We got there. Excellent. <laughs> and that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for listening. Fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, great. <clears throat> Hello. How are you? How's it going? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Perfectly clear. I got the microphone. Fucking hell, look at that thing. Oh. <laughs> it's a beast, again. isn't it? Do that again. Oh. You like that? That's really good. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You, you sound clear as a bell, Colin. Fantastic. Clear as Thank a bell. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, how can I turn you up a bit? I'll you just turn, listen really You can turn me on. <laughs> That uh, doesn't take much, to be fair. I should have brought a headphone. It's all right. This will work. It'll be fine. I have faith right, in you. Can, we can just shout it. Shout Thank it you. It, um, I think I'm on. I'm on maximum else. sound. There's um. There's this old recording. Um. I think it's my, my nan and my granddad. I think it was probably recorded in the 1960s or something. Um. And it's like. I think my mum got one of the first tape recorders um, and they're faffing around trying to see if it works. And I think one of them says to the other one, is it on Miximum soon? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a weird thing that happened in that recording. And now if someone says it every Christmas, someone said it the other day at my mum's, I was like, brilliant. It's so I was about to say it, but you guys wouldn't have understood without that anecdote. So there you go. No, no. You're you on Maximum to... Sound. Is it on? Is it on maximum sound? Maximum sound. Maximum sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. So if I uh, if I look at you intently, it's just I'm either trying to lip read or just lean in to try and hear you. That's um, fine because um, it is on maximum sound, but it's not very loud. But that's all right. 
If I, if my <clears> eyes wander, it's because I can see doing? I can see people walking in the background. <laughs> is that is that a window or a mirror behind you? Oh yeah, this is a this is a mirror, but it's it's angled down the street, so you can sort of see down the old high street. Yeah, so people often come in and look at that mirror, and it really freaks. Oh, of course, them out. yeah, yeah, you're them. you're you're behind your um your desk, aren't you? I'm behind the counter. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I thought it would be appropriate to to be here. I think yeah. this is the first time we've had an episode where the person who has a shop has filmed it in the. In the really, shop it seemed like a no-brainer to do that. Really, I thought you know club. I could have done it in my oh. living room. Uh, oh, yeah, you would have yeah. seen a different kind of mess behind me, but instead you have this. <laughs> we we did we did have one other actually. Yeah, Darcy's right. We had a guy called Scott on from Hoodlow who was, but yeah, it's it's quite unusual. But I think purely based on the fact that most of our guests don't have shops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's okay. It. That's it. Yeah. I think probably ninety percent of the people, well, if not more than ninety percent of the people that we've spoken to, are all online businesses pretty much and oh really well they're all probably quite out. sensible i came at this sort of the arse the arse way round mm. i think um because a lot of people they'll launch a brand online and then if it does quite well they'll get a shop but we mm. just opened a shop and we were like got a shop now just and then we sort do of it, became mate, yeah. a brand after that which is just ridiculous really you filled a dream stick didn't you it's a, fuck it, it's a fucking really really cool premise i really really like it thank you i think out of everybody that we've spoken to, and it's like you know, you're our, you are our fiftieth guest. Fucking hell! Well yeah. done. <laughs> God damn! So, so in the podcast to... game, that's very that's consistent. Well done. We've spoken yeah. to a lot of people, and pretty much every single guest we've spoken to is like, I really want to get into a shop. I want to do pop ups. I want to wow. like, have like physical interactions with people and everything. So it's like, I don't think what you've done is like the backwards way necessarily it's just what it's what everybody wants to do but it's kind of like the the online way is i guess easier you had the bollocks to do it like that yeah i guess so i don't really like the online way i'm a bit rubbish with the online bit i'm that's always kind of like been a bit of an afterthought i've kind of always like prioritized the shop and who's coming in the shop and what they're asking for and Hmm. how that all looks and plays out and then it's like oh yeah we've also got a website uh and then kind of you know suddenly do a kind of quick update of the website when someone asks about it but then it gets forgotten about sometimes to be honest something i'm trying to get better at well little steps baby steps baby steps yeah absolutely we don't you don't you know you're doing you're doing that well without it you don't need to it's going all right isn't it you've been here haven't you you've seen it i came in yeah well i i couldn't i couldn't not come in in all honesty i walked i walked up folks in high street and uh the old was it, is it is, they call it the old high street what do they call it is it just the, the high old street? high street the yeah. old high street which i urge any listeners that ha- if i haven't been to folkestone it's a wonderful place it really is particularly that end of folkestone yeah um going down that high street and down to the harbour arm and that and yeah i walked past it and i said to my missus i'm going in here and i'm going to speak to this man and he is going to come on the podcast <laughs> and so it is here we I are manifested it yeah he did amazing well done Thanks, well mate. Done. Yeah, and well done, <laughs> well done on being our fiftieth episode. Thank you. It's an honour. It's a really, it's a peculiar honour. I don't have been anyone's fiftieth anything, so that's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> that's, I mean, in most other circumstances, that's probably a good thing. To be fair. <laughs> I don't know. After forty-nine oh. attempts, they're probably reasonably good by the fiftieth, right? <laughs> you hope so. 
<laughs> one would hope. Yeah. Long yeah. as it's not like skydiving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How mean... many? Because after a certain number of skydives, because you, you start doing tandems, don't you? You've got to sort of do it attached to another person, mm. and then after yeah. so many, you can do it solo. So maybe after this, you guys could uh, branch off. You could do your own solo ones, you know. Oh, I don't know. I don't think either of us is interesting or funny about the other one in the room. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yin, both, it's a yin-yang situation. Yeah. yeah. We're both, we're both yeah. two very dull people, but just in our own different ways. And then when we get together, that's when the magic happens. Mm. We're like we're like um, uh, Power Rangers. You know how they've all got yeah, their yeah. little their little uh, robot-y thing, but together yeah. we become one. A bit one shit ultra... on their own, yeah. but together... Yeah, ultra dull. Um, and Megazord. I never understood Mega Nerds is actually what it would be. Yeah. I never just understood why they didn't just together. go straight for the big one, like, instantly. Like, bosh, let's just nip this in the bud. Yeah, we, what, every we know time. It's, gonna work. it's always the climax of the episode. It's like, I know. Shit, guys. <laughs> just combine forces and turn yeah. into that big thing, and then we'll definitely kill this monster. Yeah. And they're like, yes. And the kids are like, yeah, of course, that's what they're going to do. But, yeah. Madness, really. Fighting <laughs> with the Megazord every time. The episodes wouldn't have been very long, would they? They'd be about, no. about three minutes, approximately. Yeah. Yeah. I, miss, <laughs> I miss 90s TV, though. I might try something, um, just so I can hear you better. I'm going to put my headphones on. If Ooh. That might work. Yeah, okay. Let me give that a go. Um, while I'm doing that, I can point the camera at Otis, if you want. He's down there. Oh, look at Otis! Oh. <laughs> For the listener, uh, Otis is a crocodile. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you aren't is watching he, this, it's going to seem very strange. Otis is the, chihu- the shop of the Chihuahua. Um... So this is the, the second episode, well, the second episode in a row where Chihuahuas have come up, though. Mm. Really? Yeah, mm. our last guest loves Chihuahuas. They're his favourite. thing. Mm. Yeah, he was a he was a Chihuahua connoisseur. Oh, really? A, a Chihuahua connoisseur. A Chihuahua. Chihuahua saurus. Amazing. Otis is. Um, I don't know. In terms of Chihuahuas, how how he would rank, really, you know. But he's uh, he's a legend here on the old high street. Someone has just recently recreated him out of crochet and he's on a he's on a bollard cover now at the top of the road amazing <laughs> he's been immortalized in a crochet form so there we go uh right I'm gonna what, put you in... now let's what... see if that changes anything say words to me hello words oh that's better can you hear there us now yeah i can hear you beautifully now that's yes great. i can hear you clem fandango ah oh, fantastic <laughs> right that was another clip that came off of mine from the other day. Like, you just... say Clampabango one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, toast of London. Oh, Ex- right. Should we start formally, Darcy? Yeah. Um, so we're going to start like... formally, Colin. Just, just, okay. to you, just to get you in on this game. Okay. Pab didn't tell you you needed to wear a suit, did you? No, no one mentioned that. No. Awkward. Sorry. It's fine. Um, we'll muddle through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to give us a little intro to yourself and your brand, please? Um, yeah, okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you great. Loud Excellent. and clear. Um, so uh, I'm Colin. Um, 
this is the Quartermasters. Uh, we just turned 10 years old. We're based in Folkestone on the old High Street in Kent. Um, yeah, it was just... Um, I mean, 10 years ago, there wasn't anything like this really happening. There were a few like online brands, I guess, popping up. Um, I think with the sort of... Um, I don't know, I guess the sort of sudden accessibility of like printing technology on a sort of smaller scale. Um, so lots of home homespun type brands are popping up. And then this, I guess, emerged from that. It was really um, uh, a conversation, a, a conversation I had with a friend of mine who's a tattoo artist. And he did this depiction of uh, Ganesh. And um, and we were like, yeah, we should do something with this picture of Ganesh, man. And I was like, yeah. And then that there was like a series of um, chance encounters, which kind of led to it becoming, um, let's put Ganesh on a t-shirt, and then let's 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 open this shop, and then let's sell those t-shirts here and print them here. And it was it was a very weird time, but it all happened quite quickly. And I think from having that conversation with Lewis to actually opening the shop, it was only sort of like a matter of a few weeks or something yeah. um <laughs> yeah, rapid. It was pretty mad i think i was just really fucking bored i'd been working at subway for a couple of years and i'd been grinding away in um you know uh hospitality and catering type jobs and sort of doing graphic design as a side thing and i kind of wanted it to be my main thing and um to have a sort of creative outlet and uh to be expressive and to kind of fill a an evident gap in the market you know um folks in like so many british towns was becoming very like kind of cobble cut out cookie cutter mm. oh here's all the same shops you got over there mm. here now and it's yeah. just like fucking boring so um yeah we kind of went down that road and we're like let's do something no one else is doing let's do something a bit interesting and creative and um hopefully it'll work and people will be into it so it was like now and ever um very well had, 10 years thank worth. you yeah i mean i didn't expect to still be here to be honest it was more just like a mad uh punt um i don't know if, i probably wouldn't believe it if if um you'd said to me 10 years ago you'll still be there in 10 years i'd be like no way like the, th the thing not. with doing something creative though is that once you open up the creative floodgates it just doesn't really stop does it I, I can't really. I can't turn off the creative part of my brain when I once I start doing something creative I'm like it's like yeah. it's like it, it's yeah. like it's like it is like a flood and if you're doing it daily and you're do, working with other people that are creative it's not really surprising that you've had the momentum to carry you forward for 10 years because it's just like you 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 feed off each other don't you Yeah definitely yeah I think that's what's um been the most fun for me is just working with other creatives and other artists and um yeah, because I think when you're when you're working on your own, it's it, it can be good. You can have those moments of, um, you know, uh, intense awesomeness. Um, but then it also it's can be not so good. Um, so mm. it's always lovely to to collaborate wherever possible or to get creative people together mm. and create some sort of thing which is greater than the sum of its parts. You know, I, saw, I, saw... I think when you're doing it all yourself and like all those little functioning parts all yourself that. It can become like a little bit lonely, really, like both yeah. from like a, you know, from a working perspective, but also like a creative perspective sort of thing. That's why, like, I mean, I know Samin Pav have launched their own brand and like right. we're doing everything collaborative, yeah. collaboratively. And it's like, for me anyway, it's really, really refreshing because for so long I've done all my designing, like just on my own every time. Yeah. 
and it's like and with the brand it's like if there's designs out there that i saw that i liked i'd buy them sort of thing from other designers yeah there was never a collaboration sort of thing it's always sure. something i've wanted to do and spoken to people about but it's just like never materialized which is like yeah it's a little bit frustrating but it's you know part of that's on me obviously sort of thing so but yeah, yeah. So I, I i do admire you for for the reaching out to collaborate people thank you now and again i've kind of like especially through instagram i think that's how things have expanded quite well particularly like we had a really nice uh influx of local um art artwork from local artists uh, predominantly tattoo artists actually but um all kinds of different artists in the first year or two from the immediate vicinity and then it was kind of either people would reach out from somewhere else or i would see something that would catch my eye and i'd be like dude that's fucking cool would you be interested in licensing that because we could print that in our shop put this put these out here and people would kind of discover you or whatever and um and that's been quite fun um and adding and i think deliberately trying to make it more eclectic as well because i think um early on it did look quite samey and uh very tattoo-y mm. um and i was i noticed i think what's been good about having a shop is people that come in you kind of get immediate feedback from them so um the, the variety of people that wander in um you kind of i made it a kind of mission to get the shop to feel kind of like a gallery and get it in such a way that there would be something here hopefully for everyone in terms of their taste aesthetically so rather than kind of looking around and going oh yeah that's all that style mixing it up so there's um, different kinds of i think stuff. i pretty i pretty much said that when i came in to see you yes yeah i was, I was like it's really strange to be in a shop where everything's really cool but it's not all the same or something yes, i said something exactly. along those lines and it was that's yeah. actually what, what drew me in is everything in the window it had the same finish to it yeah but it didn't have the same style to everything yeah absolutely that's that's definitely by uh by design i've sort of tried to curate stuff that works well together but isn't the same so how, how does that work with the artists you work with you, are you buying the 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 pieces off them or you said licensing so you do, do so, like um, a percentage deal or yeah yeah so um from the beginning we've used um there's a creative commons license which you can download and you can edit from creativecommons.org we use the one which is the attribution and uh, there's a particular one it basically means that um you attribute the artist to the point of sale um and you know it's uh it's their work they are the author of the work um so whenever someone you know if they're listed on the website or um if there's a social media post we tag the artist in the post um and you know when people buy something in the shop we say like this if this is this artist check them out here's their website here's their instagram or whatever hmm. so the attribution is really important so it sort of serves as a platform for them um and the other the other part that i added was the commission um, which is just a percentage based on any of the sales which you record. Um, so for the artists, they don't really, there's no outlay for them at all other than, mm. okay, cool, I'll send you a JPEG or whatever. Um, and so the risk is all, you know, it's on me really if we don't sell any. Mm. Um, but it's weird. Like sometimes like, um, sometimes you see something and you think that's fucking amazing. I definitely like, will sell millions of them. And you'll mm -hmm. sell one. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and then some, day, some days I'll come in and I'll have a, a weird 
few words in my head and I'll kind of just do a really kind of just kind of fart something out and put that on a t-shirt and we'll sell them all day long. It's really annoying, actually. Um, there's one in it the window now. That just sits, um... Most of the time. It's like, no, it doesn't. It's a really, really weird game. We've spoken. Of, this is this is a theme that's come up on the last probably two or three episodes, I think. Right. Mm. It's like stuff that kind of not necessarily shouldn't sell, but kind of the stuff that you don't really expect anything of just suddenly yes. takes off, and it's just like, what the fuck's that about? It's like I've yeah, spent absolutely. thirty minutes putting that together, and then yeah, literally, thing I spent four days doing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, just feels like the biggest fucking. This is waste a work of, of art here, and no one cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really fucking strange. Um, yeah, some of the ones that I do just purely because it feels cathartic to do them. Um, most of mine are sort of wordy ones, um, but there's one in the in the window now that just says, "Can you not?" Um, I saw that <laughs> five minutes to do, but people buy it all the time because they're like, yeah. ah, my friend says that, or my daughter says that, or whatever, and they just buy it. So it's got that sort of like familiarity to it, so you can relate to it, which is you, good, but it took no effort to do it. Do you, well, has no artistic you, you, merit. You, you say that, you say that, but I think what can happen when you're creative is that you think because something only took you three or four minutes to do or half an hour, whatever it's to do, yeah. versus something that took you days to do, we attribute more yes. value to it. Mm. And it's a really weird way of thinking because yeah. the what, what gives you the ability to go and do that thing in half an hour is your skill and your eye and your the, your style of how you do things. So yeah, the, the, the really thing the, the thing that takes you the half an hour is equally as valuable as the four, as the four hour five hour three day job whatever it is. It's yeah. just the time frame for the completion for them is different. I don't think the value should be any different whatsoever. That's really interesting. I appreciate that actually because I used to my my bits used to be cheaper than all the other bits because um, I didn't be. see the I didn't see the value in them. I think you know they were. 2250 or something and the others were 25 or whatever um but then in the last couple of years i've kind of realized that actually just for simplicity let's make everything the same uh yeah. price um and yeah it was sort of like oh let's just see if people will pay that for that and they do and it's like okay cool <laughs> nice people will um, pay thousands for their favorite celebrities autograph yeah for nonsense, right? Yeah. It's so, like, it's, it, it, you, you can't, you can't, you can't like imprint your own value on something. It's whatever other people value it at. If they're happy to pay that yeah. for it or whatever, then that's it. You can't go. Well, that only that took me a third of the amount of time to do the other things. So that should be a third less because we're not yeah. we're not we're not really selling the time that it took. The we're selling. We, yeah. We're selling the, selling the vibe, man. The vibe, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm slowly realizing that fact. After ten years, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were, you were almost there anyway. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it's where you still have crisis of confidence, though, don't you? You think you know? Yeah. I think often the creative process is that cycle of like, there's a spark of sort of genius or inspiration, then you start to toil away at it, then you hit a wall, and you think it's shit, uh, and you're shit, and you should give up, but then you kind of somehow break through it, and then you're like. Oh no, this is fucking brilliant! And then it's mm, done. Yeah, and then mm. you do that kind of every time, basically. But mm. if that so takes a day, down. or if that takes half an hour, it's still yeah. the same process. That's true. Ah, that's so true. Hmm. 
I'm Thank quite, you. This the, podcast quite the is... philosopher. <laughs> I think this has already had some take-home value for me, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, I, you know, I could, I could fill the shop with just nonsense and you know slogans and t-shirts, but I've always liked to try and keep that balance. So it's probably about yeah, thirty-three percent stuff that I've done, which is mostly words. Thirty-three um, percent beautiful artwork by real artists, and thirty-three percent just stuff with the logo on. Because people actually would say, "Oh, we like your we like your logo, man. Can you like print that on stuff?" And um, we were like, "Yeah, I guess I guess we could do that. Sure. Like, what do you want? Black T-shirt. All right, let's do that." <laughs> uh, but it wasn't something that we'd really led with. It was more about the artwork originally. Yeah. So we've kind of like just stumbled into it as a as a brand. Well, really, I think what's actually happened is you've done things the correct way. Is because yeah. What a lot of people, (laughs) Darcy and I are both printers and we get people coming to get like, they're starting a brand up and do this. And the first thing they want to print all over over the t-shirts or whatever is their logo. And we're like, mate, no one knows who the fuck you are. Why why would they, why would they, why would they have that? Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So Mm. the reason that people want to put, buy a t-shirt with your logo in is because they see all of the other cool shit you've done. And yeah. so, but just by wearing your logo, it's a key into all of the other stuff you've already created. I believe so. Yeah, I think often people lead with, you know, a brand mark or a logo, but it's it, there's no meaning attached to it. People don't no. know what it, what it is. None at all. Like, what do you stand for? What's your ethos? What do you mm. represent? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? And there's mm. nothing really behind it. So, yeah. Would yeah. Would you yeah. mind explaining your logo to the listener because? <clears throat> There's yes. some little, I presume each little part of your logo means something. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Uh, so originally, 10 years ago, I've turned off my video, so I can't see myself. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, no, it's, okay, a, um, it's a, uh, it's basically a cross yeah. of, of rope, and then there's a skull in the middle. And then yeah. to, as as you look at it to the left, there's a, is that a, a droplet or something? Yes. And then to the right is a pair of scissors. To the yeah. top is a the number thirty-seven, and to the bottom is an anchor. Yeah, that's it. So this is uh, the various quarters, I suppose, of of what the thing is. Um, at first, we argued quite a lot about what what elements were going to go into the logo. Um, even the night before we were due to open, we were having this stupid argument about it. Um, and I think the final piece of the puzzle was the number, which is actually the door number of the shop, by the way, the number 37 oh, is the door number of the shop. Yeah. And I got a weird, like, um, I don't know. I, I like certain numbers. Um, I know. I'm, not, I'm going to bring this up later about your, your okay. stories. We'll come back to that. Okay. Oh, no, okay. no. You're, no you're yeah. Do you want to do it now? Do you want to do it now? Go for it now. Do it now. Uh, if you want. What have you noticed about my stories? You always post things when it's double digits of the hour. So when it's 11, yeah, well, 11, yeah. 12, 12. I often pick up my phone. I don't know. Maybe I just pick up my phone every 61 minutes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but quite often I go to do something on my phone and it's 11, 11 or it's 12, 12 or it's 16, 16 or whatever. And this happens all the time. And even um, I've noticed if I haven't looked at my watch or my phone for like a really long time, I'll look at it out of curiosity and it will be a double number and it happens mm. a stupid amount of time. And it's just like, 
I don't know people call them angel numbers or whatever. I don't know if it's bullshit, but it's it Mate, seems to be a thing. I have it with, with with thirty four minutes past twelve. I get Do one you? two one two three four at least minimum four times a week. Minimum, really? yeah. It's really odd. What is that like? So I totally what? I totally get it, but that when yeah. that when you and because you, <laughs> but that what's nice is you always preface your little posts with that with the time, don't you? Like you put the the yeah. eleven eleven or the twelve twelve. It's really cool. Yeah. It's just like, because, you know, I probably go to pick up the thing and say something on Instagram anyway in my story. But then I notice that that happens to be the time. So I'll just do like a split second of that, of me, Mm. I don't know, pulling a face or whatever. Which is something I started doing a few years ago. And then it's just something you just kind of keep doing, don't you? Once you start doing an insane thing. Because it keeps occurring. So you just keep doing it. Well, it sort of made sense then that you've got the number in the logo, doesn't it? Yeah, because there is a numerological bent or interest or intrigue i suppose and in, in a lot of the stuff yeah like the way we interact with you know our experience our weird mortal experience then there are these numbers that seem to be you know entangled with us for some reason and different people have different numbers that follow them around like you said one two three four some people mm. have like you know a lot of the time it's um prime numbers for some reason mm. um like 37 um so like 11 seven um 13 uh, a lot of the times those are people's lucky or unlucky numbers they're they're prime numbers they can only be divided by one and themselves when i came to view the shop for the first time i noticed it was number 37 and i was like okay uh so the shop already had this like i don't know esoteric resonance for some reason um so it just seemed appropriate because we couldn't decide what the fuck to put in the logo so it's like let's just bang the number in there uh <laughs> well, this, the other this, is, fairly... this is gonna freak you out i'm 37 okay. tomorrow are you yeah tomorrow <laughs> yeah. mate that's amazing happy birthday for tomorrow yeah i just thought it was interesting that if it had been delayed by one more day we would have been part of your logo would have been my <laughs> yeah, would have been my that's age crazy yeah. a lady came into the shop um a few months ago and she bought something because she was born in 1937 Wow. Which is amazing. So she's, mm. what, 84 86. or something like that? Yeah. And she was cool. She was this cool old girl. And she bought something. She was like, oh, yeah, 37 is my number as well. And I was like, that's fucking cool. Um, so that's, yeah, that's the number bit. Um, the anchor, I guess, um, it, they've all got kind of like more than one meaning. There's a lot of, you can kind of interpret it how you want, really. Um, obviously, we're, we're on the coast and by the seaside. So we were kind of going for anything with a kind of maritime vibe and anchors always you know we associate with the sea um but also the anchor uh represents a kind of grounding and being in a fixed place which the shop is Mm. um uh and how it kind of we can anchor ourselves to certain uh people and things and events in our lives um there's lots of ways you can look at it um the droplet is uh ink um blood sweat tears coffee beers all the fluids you know that kind of go into the thing all of the fluids um all the fluids (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so many so many fluids have been spilt in these 10 years you know Um, i hope you wash that seat (laughs) be a very swampy bucket of fluids if we've been collecting them all um the scissors obviously is like a nod to the textiles crafting making Mm. thing i think in an old instagram post i also uh, linked it to the idea of editing your life ruthlessly and 
you know, being the master of your own destiny and cutting things or people out of your life for no good or whatever. Um, Because, yeah, the scissors also shorthand for, um, you know, cutting, like, you know, cutting and pasting and all of that. So, yeah, there's lots of different meanings. Also, the skull uh, I threw in there because I couldn't find a really, like, um, eloquent, eloquent way for the ropes to overlap in the middle. It just mm. looks shit. However, I did it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to cover that up. And actually something which is also um, central to the ethos of, well, me, I guess, and also the, the brand is the whole memento mori thing. Mm. Live your life like you might die tomorrow because you're mm. going to die one day. So like live your fucking life and enjoy it, which the skull is always uh, shorthand for. Um, but it's it's quite a cute little subtle kind of skull. A lot of people don't notice it until I point it out. But it's in there. Yeah, it's not. It's not your classic. Um, it's not like a heavy metal skull. No, it's just. It's yeah. just a. It's not. Yeah. I, I describe it. I describe it as a lowercase skull. A lowercase skull. Yeah, does that make sense? Like that. Yeah, that, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there it is. I think originally the ropes were chains as well, but they were a bit clunky, so we changed them to ropes. Uh, the original version of the logo, the ropes were much longer. It was quite spindly. But over the years, I've shortened the ropes and sort of made the elements bolder. And it's sort of it's it's most sort of dense and succinct form now, I think. But I have tweaked the logo numerous times. But I'm, I'm that's, happy that's with good because some people don't. They make the no. logo and it stays like that forever. And you're like, Do you know what? It's totally cool yeah. every now and again to go in and go, let's change this. Yeah. Let's change that. Yeah, things, absolutely. Things have always had that with Downcast where I was just like. Is I mean the, the brand's closing now anyway, so it doesn't matter. But there were so many times over the years where I was like, I really want to change that. I really mm. want to change that. And it's just like because it was on so many fucking things, I was just like, if I change it, this yeah, is going to be a right pain in the ass. Yeah, like, you know. But it's like with the, with the print shop, like I'm always really tempted to change the logo and just like rebrand because that's the background I come from is graphic design. So it was like. Right. You know, it's, I've got fucking loads of like giraffe versions of the logo, and I go back to them I'm like that's actually pretty cool. I really You've got like giraffe it. versions of it, huh? You've got giraffe versions of it, giraffe, inky giraffe. giraffe. Yeah, you said you got loads of giraffe versions of it. Yeah, <laughs> so northern. <laughs> Such I used to change. Uh, I think <laughs> back back when we st- when we still used to use Facebook for things. I don't know if anyone remembers Facebook, but um, uh, periodically I would change the skull in our logo on Facebook for something else. So I think at one time it was a tiny little, um, it's the head of Donald Trump, for example, or I think one Christmas <laughs> I put a tiny skull on it. And so now and again, I would change, but it'd be a very subtle change. Hmm. Um, that was quite satisfying. Um, but I haven't done that for ages. I, I mean, barely, this I don't really do probably Facebook. leads us on quite nicely, really, to how you came up with the name. Okay. Yes. Um, so I was rummaging through uh, military glossaries. Um, I wanted to. As I felt it was quite. Yeah, I felt it was quite important that like. Um, you got a long way through, didn't you? Jesus, you got all the way to. Yeah, queue. all the way to the queues, mate. Yeah, it took me days. <laughs> hell. Yeah. Um, Bugson has all this military history. Like I think back in uh, World War One, I, I think and two. Um, all the troops, all the British troops would come through Folkestone and get the ferry over to the you know mainland Europe and probably go and die in some stupid war. 
Um, but they all came through here. So there's lots of um, like military things, monuments and stuff in Folkestone. Um, the, the the hill that goes down to the harbour is called the Road of Remembrance. And there's all these poppies up it and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's um, am- it is amazing. Yeah, I it's walking, pretty cool. Because I stayed up in Folkestone that weekend and we, we right. stayed up at the Clifton Hotel. And we walked okay, out. Nice. We we walked the whole way down that. It was, it yeah. was fantastic. Really it's nice. It's quite walk spectacular. Down. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. you think, oh, it's a poppy. Oh, it's another one. And then you see how many they are, and it is There's shitloads. Yeah. yeah, and they're all hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, crocheted. Crocheted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth um, going. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. So yeah, I I thought it would be um, sensible to have. I don't know. I kind of wanted it. My instinct was saying to like. We wanted to open something that felt like a heritage brand and didn't feel like, oh, here's this new, annoying, modern, shiny thing. Um, that's kind of why the format of the logo looks like an old um, guild kind of style thing rather than some kind of swanky, swooshy, yeah. clean, modern looking brand. We wanted to or, already to look kind of aged. Um and I wanted a nod to the military history. Um, the area uh, was and is still known as the Creative Quarter. So when I stumbled upon the term quartermaster, it just seemed very um, apt. It was kind of a play on words, actually, because a, a quartermaster is, a, is a, an officer who is in charge of issuing the rations, quarters and supplies to the the men, the infantry. Um, I think that's used in the army and in the navy. And I've I've met a few quartermasters actually. People have come in, and like ex-military or existing military people come in because they they know what that means. Mm. I don't think the layman knows what a quartermaster is. Um, but we split it into two words. But the actual word is it's co-joined quartermaster. And when we when we began, there were three of us, so it was quartermasters plural. Um, and again, over the years, I've I've thought, should I just make it quartermaster? Should I put an apostrophe in there? And then I was like, I'm just going to leave it. It's, a, <laughs> so, it's, it's also kind of neat because you, you're obviously doing these collabs. So yeah. you're like sharing the, you're like, you're the master at quartering things out, if that makes sense. You're yes. Like, yeah. So it's sort of, it's sort of become an all encompassing term for your, your existence. Yeah, very much so. It's always felt like a, a plural, an us, mm. a, they, mm. a they, them, whatever, rather than a just me. Mm. um however i think over the last couple of years i've kind of stepped more into the accepting because people have said to me like oh you you know you're like the face of the thing you're the like brand aren't you when people come to the shop they expect to see me and all of that and so it's like oh yeah so i don't know it's weird i've had to kind of like you know when people start a brand and then they put their emails out or whatever and they use the the royal we in all yeah. of their marketing and it's like we are doing this and we're doing that and um it always feels a bit strange because you know it's just like one dude mm. or whatever we then, like <laughs> for our brand we everything is we because it is yeah. two of us <laughs> yeah that's good I, mean, that's, I, that's nice. I, I did the the royal we with downcast but it was like right. it was always because i never wanted to kind of be involved in that way i never wanted it to be an i it yeah. was like it wasn't mm. like because, i mean nick's helped me quite a lot with that but it was like she wasn't really involved and it was kind of just me doing the day-to-day running but i had no interest in it being like oh i this sort of thing it was kind of like yeah. i just wanted to almost like distance myself from it a little bit and just be the creative yeah. behind the brand rather than like i am the brand do you know what i mean like yeah no 100 um, yeah i think that's um, sort of natural because you kind of want to stand behind your creation yeah but i think yeah. what's happened now with 
social media particularly and the opportunities we have to give people the insight into the creative process you kind of have to step in front of it and kind of go it's me i'm the puppet master i'm doing this hmm. and so often i found the best um responses i've had um and the, the most engagement is when i've been like balls on the table yeah, hi yeah, it's yeah. me doing this um mm. and i'm struggling take, i'm having a rough a time emotionally to do that, or whatever, like know? i've yeah. i've never been been like that on the, the, online in particular i'm quite um i don't know if private's the wrong word but i'm just a little bit more reserved online than i'm in person it's not yeah but like, online isn't something I, I, I enjoy particularly it's just kind of like yeah. i do it because i kind of have to sort of thing yeah um but it's just like i've never I don't know. I've I've just never really been interested in it. But if, I think that the fact that you you obviously have your shop as well, and it's yeah. kind of like if people come in and you are like we, and then and then they're like, <laughs> "There's only you here. What are you on about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you just... yeah. Me and, me and all the my dog. friends. <laughs> me and Otis. Otis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were uh, there were three of us when we started. That's what I was going to um, ask you. Is yes. where's that app now? There were three. Then I. There were three of us during the the startup period, the pre-opening, uh, pre-launch bit. Um, and then fairly soon after we opened, there were two. Um, and then we kind of ran it as a partnership for two years, I think. Is it two or three? Um, and then after that, it was just me. Things were things were after in those early days you know it was really really tough mm. um and there was no way that what we were doing was going to be uh putting dinner on the table of two mm. people let alone so one really back then then were so it's obviously with, when you have more people involved it's kind of it does complicate matters obviously were yeah when when these other people were involved were you running it like a business and it was kind of like you're well, kind of thinking like oh we need to make sure everybody gets their cut sort of thing because i imagine that complicates things a lot more whereas like, yeah because i'm only so the way i'm thinking about it is that with what me and pav are doing it is just a it's a passion project at mm. the end of yeah. the day it's not a business it's, it's just a it's, it's just two like two idiots dicking about obviously <laughs> where you've gone in yeah. pretty much straight away with a shot it yeah. kind of suddenly transforms into this business so it's what was I guess my question is, what was that like? How was that yeah. situation? It was really tough, man. Um, the 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 three of us originally, I don't know, we were just sort of like mad, desperate, creative souls in our own way who came at it from different angles. I'd had a background in retail, an interest in fashion. Uh, my parents had um, shops before. My stepmom's a milliner, actually. And they had oh, really? shops in london and stuff like that so i've Amazing. kind of been around shops like my whole life or yeah certainly since like early teens and stuff um the other guy had a background in printing he dabbled in some in doing uh dye sublimation printing also done a bit of design and the other guy was very uh keen to open an alternative clothing shop and uh, also done design. He'd done a degree in visual communication. So, uh, and uh, the one, the only one with any t-shirt printing experience was also a part-time bookkeeper. So we were like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> this could work. That's handy. You know, so on paper, it looked good. It was like we were ticking all the boxes, but mm. there was a lot of, um, it was weird. We were sort of comrades, but there was also a lot of squabbling. Um, we were a comp- creative difference. Yes. Yeah. Um, which was challenging. Uh, and we were all fucking skint as well. Mm. So it was really hard. And then suddenly we'd been given this, we would meet up and have these feverish meetings where we would just sort of like drink a bottle of wine, spitball loads of ideas. I would write all these spurious notes and then go home and type it up. And then that became the business plan. Um, and then, you know, yeah, we got sort of like given the money we'd asked for to open the shop. And then it was like, there you go. Where you go, boys. And we were just like, oh, shit, we've got to fucking do this now, you know. Uh, and then it all got a bit stressful. And we had like mad things going on in our personal lives and, um, you know, other jobs we were trying to do and just a lot of weird plate spinning was going on. Um, but, yeah, everything was in my name. So I kind of I was probably like the most committed to it, I think. Um and I would be here until like stupid o'clock at night doing moving things around and I don't know. Yeah, they were mad times. They really were very in- insane times. Um but yeah, it was it was difficult managing just sort of doing it as a business, but also trying to like keep each other going, keeping morale high and keeping us sort of like, you know, there would be times when in the early days, there would sort of like be about 15 quid in the till mm. and we would go to Weatherspoons and get, you know, a meal deal or whatever and try and sort of have a little, give each other a little pep talk and about how we were going to, we were going to make it and it was going to be fine. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it was, it was kind of bleak down here in the early days because um, this area, is, it's only recently undergone a sort of gentrification um, it's beautiful now that, you know, there's things happening in every unit along the street. But back then, a lot of it was dilapidated. A lot of it was boarded up. The lovely coffee house over the road was boarded up. Um, I think when they when they closed the ferry terminal here and the Euro Tunnel opened, it really plunged Folkestone into a kind of economic uh, depression. And a lot of these buildings just kind of sat and rotted for 15 years or something. And then the Creative Foundation sprung up bought a load of them and slowly been sort of refurbishing them and putting artists in and and allowing creative businesses it's, to come in and it's very cool down that. there isn't it it's just yeah it, you, i know you say it's gentrified but it's a different probably different sort of gentrification to how people would hear that word and, and perceive yeah it. yeah there's no starbucks on here or no it, like that, it, it's know? all it's all really it's nice stuff, to, but it's not to how you describe it it's kind of it's not my idea of gentrification it's kind of no uh yeah it's not gentrification as we know it. it's been sort of done tastefully and Mm. sort of artfully but really in the last three years there's been tons of people moving down from london i think after 2020 people were like oh folkestone's like 54 minutes away on the you know from st pancras and Mm. they were like oh we could buy a really nice house here in folkestone for our little flat or whatever we've got in london and people realized they could work remotely and stuff and then suddenly it was like londoners went Fuck yeah, let's move to Folkestone, which has yeah. been well, it's, it was the same good. in Brighton. I mean, Brighton was always expensive. Yeah, it's like the house prices now are just fucking insane. Yeah, same has like, happened here. Yeah, it's meant. I mean, we're I think we're nine miles outside of Brighton now, and 
so when we moved here, I mean, this was, uh, when was it? This was about seven or eight years ago, I think we've been up here. Um, and like for what we could get for our money, the difference in it was just insane. Like we could get a yeah. studio flat in Brighton and we got a two bed house with a massive garden and parking. Well wow. out. And it's just like, it's nine miles. It's literally That's 10 mass. minutes on the train. Yeah. Wow. And I'm just like, you know, everybody who moves out of, uh, out of Brighton and moves to one of the surrounding areas, it's like their main selling point is, oh, it's, it's only 10 minutes on the train. Yeah. But it's fucking true. It's just like. Yeah. I always find anyway. it really funny when like, because I get a lot of like Londoners moving down to where I am as well. And it's like, they always want to, they always want to get away from London, but not yeah. too far away. Not too far though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, nice oh, to pop back in. I can't yeah. live in London. But I must go there three times a week. Well, I yeah. used to live in London. I think I've been back to London probably five times in the last fifteen years. I go to London all the time because that high speed fucking hate it. high speed train is so good. It's so good. It. It does matter. It's actually quicker for me to go and meet my friends in London um, than it is for them to come down to me. Like on the train, like I can get I can get in and meet them in St Pancras in under an hour. That's cool. Yeah, it's banging. We go out yeah. for a steak and then whatever, and then I'm back within an hour as well. Yeah, that's Qu- nice. quicker than driving anywhere. Let the train yeah. take the strain. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice to. I like to go um, semi often for gigs and stuff, um, but it's always like it's a real relief to come back. I think there's something about being near the sea, um, mm. which yeah. you can't beat. You know, I'm a sea um, person. Yeah, you can't I live very, very close to the sea. It's called the merman path. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> can't, you can't beat it. I couldn't live anywhere but but where I live. Like, well, I, I could never. I couldn't live any further away from the sea than I live now. No, I just, it's like, lovely. I, the, the thought of not being. I mean, that, I'll, I'll regret that, that the when main, the tsunami rolls through. That was the main, <laughs> like reason that we really, really wanted to buy in Brighton because it was like, I mean, it, we very quickly came to the conclusion that we couldn't afford it. Like, you know, we were renting and it was kind of like, oh, surely if we can afford to rent it, we can afford to buy somewhere because it's, you know, we're still going to be paying for it sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's that logic is flawed, apparently. Um, So we started like looking further out, like, but still along the coast, like, you know, we're looking at like your peace havens and your shore rooms and where things and everything. Like that. Even the prices down there were just fucking insane. It's like you go a little bit inland and like the price drops by like a third. Mm. It's just it's mental. You know, we still get fucking seagulls here. <laughs> so you need, yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah, call um, it. Do you know what you call a seagull if it flew over the bay? A bagel. A bagel. A bagel. <laughs> I love that. The only seagull joke I know is the clip one. The seagulls on the man's head, and he's called Cliff. Is that right? Oh, oh, very good. Yeah, very good. I like there you that. Go. Seagull um, and the man who's cool. I like that. I'm writing that one down. Something Hold like on. that. I don't know any other seagull related jokes really. Mm. Um, you get them here like a certain time of year. They all fall out of their nests and they just kind of stagger about in the old high street. And we normally have to scoop them up and put them in a box and um, send them to like a seagull sanctuary or something. Are they? Are they That's also fun. like dinosaurs near you? They're fucking enormous. Um, yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah, and they're pretty bullshit as well. You sit down by the harbour and you're trying to get a bag of chips or something. They really yeah, come yeah. at you, you know, what, and you can sort of... One of the most of... horrific things that I ever saw was... So my son was in hospital when he was born and I went outside to get some fresh air and a seagull 
basically tackled a pigeon to the ground midair, wow. killed it on the Fucking floor hell. in front of me, and then well, so no, I don't know if it actually killed it, but it like it fatally wounded the knocked fucker. it out. Yeah, yeah, and there was a car coming. The seagull's flown out the way, and the wheel of this car has gone straight over the pigeon right oh, in front God. of the hospital where I was standing. And I was just like, what Brutal. the fuck have I just witnessed? That was Welcome to the world, horrific. son. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking horrific. Ugh. It's like seeing a, a pigeon explode under the pressure of a car. Yeah, seagull, um, seagulls are pretty mental. There isn't a lot they won't do. Yeah, We had a, we had a barbecue and a seagull swooped down, and I was eating a rib, like a spare rib, a big one. It was right. a two-hander. And it Oof. snatched it, snatched it out of my hand, flew up to the roof of the house, and swallowed that bugger hole. Swallowed it hard. Watched it go. Yeah. <laughs> how? How the fuck are they not dying? How do they digest that shit? I don't. I don't know. Breaks I don't know what. Down. I don't know what they're made of, but there's something we else. <laughs> when we were living in Brighton, uh, Nick's got uh, Nick's mother half got a uh, a new job working in the middle of town. And uh, she didn't know anybody, so she didn't go to lunch with anybody. She just went to Churchill Square, got herself some lunch, and she sat on the you know the steps in Churchill Square. You ever been to Brighton? No, I no. don't know which bit Churchill the, Square the is. The shopping centre. There's steps all around it and everything. Anyway, she sat there and was eating her lunch and uh, just minding her own business. And this seagull has literally just come up to her and just snatched this fucking whole wrap out of her hand. And like, people are just like laughing at her, and she's just like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> what the actual fuck? I mean, I would, I, I would, I would probably laugh. I, yeah, I can't so lie. Would I. There would, there would be, there would be some <laughs> laughing. <laughs> but I would have also the punched audacity. the fucking seagull. <laughs> yeah, like, you fucking bastard! That rap cost me like eight pound in Costa. <laughs> oh, anyway, where were um, we, Darcy? So, obviously, you've been doing this a long time. Have, yeah. have you got any plans? <clears throat> moving forward like what's next what's the plans for future growth if i mean are, just eh? just really kind of survive i think like i think um things had been things recovered really well after 2020 surprisingly of course, well you went through COVID um, with the shops didn't you yeah yeah Fucking which hell. was odd um yeah. yeah i discovered that i actually i really uh like people and human interactions and you know mm. the people that pop in and see me all the time i feel like that's actually gives me life because uh, as soon as that wasn't happening and i had to sort of sit at home and await further instructions i started to lose my fucking mind um mm. and just got very bored and very sad <laughs> yeah. so um that wasn't great and it turned out because for, for years i've been like oh yeah I'll, I'll do the website when i've got more time and then when it turned out i had all the time in the world Still didn't really do the website, so <laughs> that was bullshit. Classic yeah. creative move, that. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like, if anything, oh, yeah, I, I can... have too much time now. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't. I know. I don't want to. Too much time now. I need a bit yeah. more pressure to get it done. Yeah, <laughs> when there's just an infinite, yeah, expanse of time, you need a looming deadline. Mm. I think to do anything really. Yeah. I do anyway. A hundred percent. So that was. So, I think great. that's what COVID like downcast the brand is what kept me sane during covid really? it was like that was our busiest time ever like that was that was the peak of the brand sort of thing because right. we were always a hundred percent online brand yeah and obviously everything online blew up sort of thing yeah, yeah um yeah. and that kept me really really busy the whole way through covid but if i didn't have that i would have been like yeah because my mental health is fragile at the best of times yeah and it's just <laughs> like 
<laughs> you know, without keeping busy, it was uh, yeah, that would have been a it was a, a it was hard. Scenario, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, it was very hard. I contemplated doing different things, um, but I was really relieved when the shop reopened, shelved all the different things that I had considered, and was like, yeah, cool, shop's open again now. We'll just think about that some other time. And then yeah, twenty twenty one and twenty two were great, and it actually felt a bit effortless to be honest i at times i was like hmm am i kind of coasting now because i'm not mm. i'm not really doing anything other than just sort of turning up every day and seems to be working and then about 12 months ago things got hard again and it was challenging and people stopped spending money post-covid honeymoon almost wasn't there where it yeah. was like everybody enjoyed going out again and really appreciated it and i think as yeah. human beings we've got very very short fucking memories Yes. And it's like we don't remember how good, or not not necessarily how good those times were, but how bad the COVID times were. Yeah, it's like you know, go and support your local shops, otherwise we're going to lock you up again. You're yeah. going to stay in your houses for fucking a year and a half. Um, Insane times. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. I genuinely think people went through a bit of a honeymoon period, and it's kind of like, oh, I can go out, I can go and do yeah. all this, and that's when the online business for us completely dropped off. It was right. like it was like a really like sharp. Like, oh, sunshine and grass. What, what yeah, is this? It's yeah. literally, and we were just like, obviously that was bad <laughs> news. And for seagull us. and beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can go to a pub and have beers. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I do think that people have got short memories. Um, yeah, and kind of like that appreciation for kind of like having a local business. Yeah. Um, it, it is lovely like i you know whenever there's a new shop that opens in our town sort of thing i'll always go and fucking check them out mm. i mean whether i go in or not depends on the fucking shop but i always <laughs> yeah. make an effort to go and have a look you know new nail I mean? salon yeah oh yeah you know i'm always getting my toenails done um <laughs> you don't have toenails <laughs> you have talons yeah i do actually <laughs> i have to use a pair of secateurs to cut them <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just yeah. out in the garden with an angle grinder it's been nice though seeing how yeah people have really gone for it in the last um just you know seeing this street and other towns looking quite nice and um yeah, i think people are Christmas people are having again, a bucket moment and yeah people are gonna you know well let's just go for it anyway I, that whole thing rattled everyone's confidence or whatever it was very like everyone had a good old look into the the abyss of existential dread and went shit this could all this could all end or it will all end mm. at some point maybe i should just go for it mm. so a lot of people are just going for it now which is nice it's, it is nice because a lot there's a lot of people that are sort of like chucking it in the fuck it bucket and moving on um yeah. that you wouldn't expect to to be doing that yeah like they've we've got um we drove through there's a christmas lights thing not far from where we are and it's always pretty good each year um and it wasn't as good during covid now obviously but it was still one of the few things you could do because you could sit in the car and drive through it and last night, I went to pick up from the train station. And I said, should we go and see the lights? She was like, yeah, okay, I went down. The best I've ever seen. If they really? if, if they had a surface, they could put Christmas lights on in this little village. It had a Christmas light on it. Every wow. single fucking tree was wrapped from the bottom <laughs> all the way to where the trees... And then, then it linked along like it was a chain going all the way. Wow. Every single tree. Uh, and I drove. we drove through it like even slower than we normally would. Yeah. And I said to her, "Is this? am I going mad or is this better than normal? She was like... It's amazing. Like they've they've just gone fuck it. Let's buy every yeah. single LED light there is, and wow. cover and cover the entire village in it. It's unreal. Yeah. 
That's the only thing about existential dread, isn't it? It just kind of makes everyone go, fuck it, let's go all out. Let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. On on Christmas trees and that. So where I live is quite dilapidated and the council haven't made any effort to rejuvenate the town centre or anything. Um, But (laughs) this year, what they've done is they've put up a load of Christmas trees in the middle of town, but went, we're not going to decorate them because they're going to get vandalised. So we're going to get the residents to donate uh, the, like fucking Christmas decorations, right? But And they put out right. this post basically saying, oh yeah, we'd love the residents to like decorate them, but please bear in mind they, they have to be recyclable. Which is, okay. we're going to throw it all away once Brilliant. it's done. So anyway, it's been really, really badly received understandably, because it's fucking bullshit. And loads of people have basically just taken to like just putting like dildos on the trees and shit like that. <laughs> like, it's fucking hilarious. The great dildo tree of 2023. So hard <laughs> that it's just like you absolute fucking balance. How could you not Brilliant. see this was going to happen? Yeah, oh, a like, dildo. Here's a big stupid blank canvas. Yeah, yeah. are dildos recycle a dildo? Yeah, I don't know. How much confidence uh, would you have in a dildo if it said? This dildo is recycled from made, made, made from recycled dildos. Yeah. Re- re-gifting yeah. is technically recycling. Yeah. So, you know. This dildo was pre-loved. <laughs> Wait, I suppose what you could do is... <laughs> oh, my God. People you... bidding for a dildo on eBay. Yeah. You could you could you rush... Once. You could rush and dole the dildos and each time just One cast the dildo owner. inside a slightly bigger dildo. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. Just yeah like... I'm sure it's you clean. got like a Russian doll situation. Yeah, yeah. The, Rus- the Russian dildo, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you they just... gradually just get thinner and thinner. Yeah, no, yeah. So you just like, <laughs> well, you can. Yeah, there's, there's, I suppose there's two ways of doing it, isn't there? You yeah. can start off with a small oh, one and God. keep casting a bigger dildo around it, or you can start off yeah. with a big one and just like shave the outside down like a doner kebab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it comes with one of those big knives, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, shing, 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 shing. <laughs> Flakes of dildo just flying off everywhere. <laughs> oh. Yes, please, mate. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> smother smother it in that shit. <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. dildonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God, my stomach hurts. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. So what have you guys learned from doing 50 of these fucking podcasts oh, fuck all oh mate <laughs> <laughs> no we've learned we've learned a lot oh. it's been yeah you, you have conversations you just don't like i would never have woken up this morning and like, expected like that to have a conversation that we just had that. about shaving <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we've had yeah. this conversation this yeah. is important We've had some yeah. like last last week's episode. I think I'm still I'm still recovering. Was it last week or week before? Whenever it was, the uh, last episode. I'm still sort uh, of recovering from it because it was so. I don't know how the best way. I, I can't describe it. I really can't. I can't describe the episode. It was it was a, a guest a guest we had that was so committed to like being and portraying what he was as his brand, understandably because. Right. It was the whole thing was like a fever dream, but quite a lovely one. Okay, um, it yeah, was great. It was, it was, yeah. And I have my that that episode like 
bits of that episode will stay with me for the rest of my life, I think. Mm. Good on him. Who yeah. is he? I'll, I'll watch it. Uh, a, a guy called Quidgybo. Okay. He's, um, has, his parents gave him that name? or We don't know what his actual name is. This is what I'm saying okay. about him, him going, <laughs> like, he, he told us his name was Quidgybo. Um, and that's all we know about him. When when the episode started yeah. up and, and we let him in, he was in a yeah. very dark room with two candles behind him, Ooh. no light on his face whatsoever, just a silhouette of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have yeah, reached Quidgybo. Yeah, basically, that's what it was. It was it, yeah. It's, wow, it's, well, I need to it see fucking that. Fucking great. I yeah, mean, he's it... a lovely, lovely man. Like genuinely, yeah. we've both spoken to him like since the episode, and he's such a lovely he's... person, a lovely entity. But the the commit the commitment to his like what he is was commitment the... to the bit. Yeah, exactly. The commitment to the bit was astounding. Levels I've never and known. I applaud before. that. Yeah. I love that. But yeah. I have to say thank you to him because he sent Darcy and I a book. Um, a book that he'd he'd written. He's this guy's written three books. Well, this this entity oh, wow. has written three books. Um, and we well, both expressed an interest in the in one of the books that he showed us called um, was it called Ten Million, Ten Million Bits of you, you're, you're muted, Darcy. Ten, ten million tons of shit. Ten million tons. Of, oh, you got it there. Ten million oh, tons yeah. of shit. And we both like that's really cool. And he's like, we was like, are there any left? He said, no, they they've all been sold. Do you know what he did? He had more printed so that we could no have way. a copy each. <laughs> what a fucking legend! And I was like, they it... are like they are brand new as well. It's yeah, like, I messaged him and I was gnarly, like, man. I said, dude, like, are you? Because he's a bit of a wind up merchant. No. So I was like, are you, are you winding me up? Oh. And he was like, no. That's amazing. What's yeah. in the book? Is it good? It's basically a, a stream of, of it's, uh, stream not of safe for work. Yeah, we can't describe <laughs> ah. a lot of it. it. A lot of I recommend going on his Instagram when you get a chance because it is eye opening. Was it at Quidgybo? Yeah. Yes, yeah, just yeah, it's just Quidgybo. Yeah, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, so it's K- that's K- a Simpsons w- reference, isn't it? It is. Well it done. Is. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Vintage Simpsons reference. Yeah. They're playing um, Mon- not Monopoly, Scrabble. Scrabble, and Bart makes the word Quidgybo. He does, mate. You, if you a get big, that, big dumb then... North American balding ape. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. This yeah. is the best moment ever. <laughs> god damn it! You got it straight away. The only, the only moment that beats this for me. Is when we had um, Aaron on, who yeah. you know, uh, and he's a good man. He, I, I was, I was, he's a great man. I love him. And I was explaining yeah. to him how he reminds me of a guy I lived at, lived with at university. <laughs> I forgot. Went, oh, well, who's that? And I said, oh, I was a guy who got long. He had long dark hair and a beard. His name was Brad. And he went, oh, my best mate's called Brad. And I said, like, yeah. And he said, where do you live? And I was like, when I lived in Canterbury. It turned out I'd lived with. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No fucking way. Yeah, and he was a. The part, Brad broke his um broke his arm at his birthday party that was held held at our house, and Aaron was there, so I would have met him at this party. That's <laughs> and, unreal. And then years later, we've had this conversation. The look on his face when yeah. you were like, "Oh yeah, I, I had a mate called Brad who lived in Folkestone or whatever it was," <laughs> and literally Aaron's face just dropped, and he went, "Wait, wait, wait!" It was like, "What was his last name?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> no way. <laughs> it was so weird. That's it. That is the one moment that competes with this one. That's yeah. beautiful. Degrees yeah. of separation. It's a small world, isn't it? It's a it small, intricate web we read. Yeah, I respect Quijibo a lot, man. I think that's cool. I love that. You know, um, there's. Do you, you guys know Sleep Token? Mm-hmm. I really uh, respect their commitment to the bit. The fact that they, no one knows who they are and they wear masks and the the singer's called Vessel and it's all very, this kind of mystique and mm. intrigue that they've kind of put around themselves but it doesn't feel um 
hammy at all. It's just really fucking cool, you know? Well, it's, um, it, I love that. It harkens back to we've had this conversation so many times on this podcast. It's all about authenticity. If you do anything yeah. authentically, it doesn't ever feel shit. It's always yeah. it's always well received, and the people yeah. that get it get it, and the people that don't get it don't get it. Whatever. But yeah, Quidjibo is authentic. That how how he is is how he is, and he's and he's chosen this persona, yeah. and he's done it, and he's fully committed to it authentically. And there's no he's decided that this is how he's going to run it, and he's doing it. Yeah, and it Hats just off. and it just fucking works hundred percent. Yeah, Brilliant. he's just it's he's a beautiful just, thing. Yeah, yeah. There aren't many there aren't many people that can do it. Everyone can be authentic. Everyone and 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 I, you know, I think people should be, generally. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it, to to that to that level, it's just lesser men would have caved. <laughs> lesser. He's got he, some some of the t shirt designs he's got are truly heinous. It's only working. Yeah. But he, he's doing them. He's not doing it for the sake of being incendiary. He's doing it for the for the bants like he's <laughs> yeah it's fucking brilliant it is brilliant how far can you go with it with a t-shirt design like what kind of stuff have you guys printed like really salacious if anyone has anyone complained about stuff you put out or no well, I'm, a, I'm a contract printer so i just print what okay. gets sent to me and i just whatever the right. design is it, it goes out darcy's okay. probably have more i mean i've had people basically ask me to forge things for them there's a t-shirt right. they don't want to spend money on yeah, and you're like just fucking buy it, mate. Like, there's yeah, no, absolutely no way I'm doing that for you. <clears throat> yeah, I get that a lot, uh, especially if it's like merch. You know, yeah, um, I'm like support that band or the artist, buy their mm. fucking merch. You know, if you love yeah. them, just just buy it. Um, I, I, I think the th- the thing is with that though, is I mean, what we predominantly do is screen print. It's kind of like we can't. I mean, we can do one offs and shit like that, but it's, it's not like... ideal, though, is it? No, and it's no. going to cost you a fucking fortune. You might as well just go yeah. I will yeah, print absolutely. anything for anyone, uh, as long as it's not like actively infringing on someone's IP or whatever. But yeah, m- more than that, if the person's a bell end, I-, I-, I won't print from. They can get yeah. fucked. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> really. Pa- and I, Pab and is I... very good at telling people to get fucked. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I had one guy who asked me if I could take the image you already had on a t-shirt and make it bigger. And I just said to him, and I knew I was going to fall out of him. And I was like, "Dude, have you just tried standing closer to the design?" <laughs> like, really? and, he, yeah, and he was like, "Blocked!" Like, <laughs> I just knew it was going to be an argument. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got, I haven't got time for any of that nonsense. Like, no, I'm I'll do an, um, an homage, <laughs> but um, I don't like doing forgeries. People come in and say, "Can you do?" Really obscure, like really expensive brands. They want mm. to be associated with presumably because they're mm. very expensive but they can't afford them and they're like can you just print this on something and i'm like absolutely not no buy one of mine but, the quality is much better anyway yeah i had a, a weird one uh the other day not that it's, and this isn't like copyright infringement or ripping people off or anything i had uh, somebody turn up at my house um because my print shop is now listed as my house and so i've moved out of the unit because we need a listing for google um right. anyway i've never had anybody turn up this guy turned up in his car this older bloke um and uh i've like brought him into the to the garage which is where like half my my screen setup is i started chatting to him and i was like so like what can i do for you sort of thing and he's like he's like oh i just need to go get it for my car and i was like 
okay. And he's come back and he's holding these two canvases. And I was just like, right, okay, this is a bit odd. And then he said all the screens and he was like, oh, you only do screen printing. I was like, well, I was like, we do like a, a couple of other print methods as well. But um, yeah, so he was like, oh, so you can only do like four colours. I was like, well, no, we can do up to six because that's what our press is. He was like, oh, well, I think I think these colours might be a, might be a higher colour count. I was like, all right, um, there's other print methods we can explore. He's got out these canvases and it's like a kid's drawing on these canvases. And he's explained that it's his uh, his grandson that has done these these drawings on these canvases. I was like, oh, that's lovely. And I was like, um, I was like, well, they're about like five, six colours sort of thing. Like, it's something we can screen print. How many do you want? And he's like, oh, we only want one of each. I was oh like, my God. okay. I was like, okay, well, that's, that's not a problem still. I was like, look, I'll have to charge you artwork fee to get it from canvas to screen and everything like that. And we'll do it as transfers, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> And uh, he was like, oh, okay, I didn't really realise it was that involved. I thought you could just take the canvas and put it on the T-shirt. <laughs> what, like, like, oh. like magically? <laughs> yeah, literally. And then I said to him, <laughs> bear in mind, this was two days ago, I think it was. And then I said to him, I was like, mm. so when do you want these? Because we're very close to Christmas and I'm guessing you want these as a Christmas present. And he was like, oh, well, can I pick them up tomorrow? <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was literally like, mate. It's unlikely, I, sir. I, I understand, <laughs> like, people don't understand the process and what goes into it. But when things like that, and he was lovely, to be fair. Like, okay. yeah, I wasn't a knob about it. I was just like, look, it's not going to happen until, like, <clears throat> probably mid-January, realistically. And he was like, oh, that yeah. could be an issue. And I was just like, yeah, okay. I understand you... people don't understand the process, but it was like it was frustrating. Like, yeah. trying you must to get that all the time, to, to Colin. That extent, though, was you must like... have people wandering in all the yeah. time asking for shit like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, especially because they, I, well, I don't know if they know it's digital, they just know it's printing. You do t shirt printing, yeah? Hmm. I'm like, yeah, but that's what I mean. Is people don't understand the process, uh, they just no. imagine that you everything is press button go yeah it's just like oh that da, 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 you know yeah, yeah. But they don't they, there's no concept of what goes into it do you, do you want do you want to do you want to talk us around your actual method then and how it um what, what yeah your process sure is. um it depends on the on the situation on the inquiry or whatever um like we, you, you print we, for other people as well don't you as well as, as yeah well as... um yeah so originally we we used um dye sublimation um which is something I still have a dye sub printer under the counter but it's not something I really do anymore um probably because of its limitations the fabric you know it's got to have uh, a, a high amount of polyester in it for it to work yeah. and stuff so we used a poly cotton blend for a long time in the t-shirts which was okay um and then sort of obviously over the last 10 years DTG is sort of Ha- happened um mm. which has opened things up quite a lot which is great mm. um but i still i still use a little plotter um to cut vinyl i've got loads of rolls of vinyl so i do use garment vinyl for a lot of stuff and flock um i, I love the finish of flock it's really it's fatty it's nice it's nice it's a yeah, pain in the ass to lovely. cut though isn't it with a vinyl it's cutter a, it's a fucking pain in the ass but i really like it especially on jumpers and hoodies i feel like it, it's just it's got that nice velvety finish mm. 
Um, if an alternative becomes available, then I'd probably use it because it's it's a pain in the ass to cut and weed, but it's just the end result's really satisfying. And it's obviously a crisper outline than you get with embroidery. Mm. Some of the stuff but is embroidered. The only thing you're going to get close to flop with vinyl is like puff with screen printing. Yes. You know, it's like if you add yeah. it in like five. And it's still, it's still not all that flocked. It's still. No. It's yeah. Just, it's just a bit fluffy, isn't it? A bit yeah. fluffy. Yeah. Uh, that's but that's a sort of you could put in like two or three percent of puff or whatever, and maybe a little bit more. Mm. I don't know. I've never really used. I think a lot of a lot of printers probably have a lot of puff in them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon so. Yeah, we probably all lost our shit over our equipment a number of times as well. Like why we decided to work with printers, mm. fuck knows, because they're such a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, so it, it's now a mixture of. Um, different methods depending on what the thing is um and i i obviously now know through experience if someone brings me something an image on their phone which is a screenshot that they've taken of something somewhere how to and often you'll say oh can you email that to me and they'll kind of look at their phone and kind of go oh um and they don't know how to get that screenshot of that thing they want off their phone to me in some sort of format that i can then print so yeah, I'll just I'll just magic it off your phone, shall I? And just magic I it on a t-shirt. That every fucking day in my Mate. day job. So I run production <laughs> for another print shop, and right. it's fucking infuriating because the clientele that they have is a bit of an older customer base. Yeah, and it's these companies that have been established for years and years, and they've always had the same logos, and they'll get something updated, and it's still in a fucking shitty JPEG. And I'm like, if you're yeah. fucking updating it, why don't you get a better fucking file, you knobheads? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think I think the younger people are getting bad at this as well. Yeah, it's I just, think there's I think... there's like a weird the people in our sort of age range. We're with mm. that weird where we've straddled technology. Where we've yeah. seen it, we've seen it come in. We're good at we're good at problem solving because we've yeah. had to like blow on the cartridge to get it to work and shit like that. Yes, and but the, there's a younger generation now that I've had I've had a few dealings with that can't turn a fucking printer on. They don't know how. They yeah. wouldn't know how to print a document out. I've and they're spoken no, to the complete designers other before, <laughs> or people who call themselves designers that don't know what a vector graphic is. Wow, which is a bit like that's just like. Oh. Like yeah. You're calling yourself a designer and an illustrator and all this, blah, 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 and everything. It's like a lot of people work in raster format and they work in Procreate <laughs> raster. and all this, blah, blah. <laughs> but it's like you still like should have that basic knowledge of what file types do what. Like, yeah. If you want, a, you're sending me a file that's a raster image at fucking five centimeters tall and you want it printed at fucking 40 centimeters tall. That yeah. ain't fucking happening, mate. Like, oh, it is, but it's going to look of... shit. Yeah, so this oh, is yeah. why I started to turn away these kind of jobs because mm. often they would just be it would just be riddled with problems. They would send me, you know, a shitty JPEG or something, and then I would have to redraw their logo for them. Yeah. Uh, to get the vector to be able mm. to do, do a, a screen or a transfer or cut it out of vinyl or whatever. Um, so then I was like, right, I need to charge setup on jobs because I didn't. We never used to charge setup on anything in the early days. We were just so desperate to get to turn business over and to get stuff done. And I was like, we need to charge on this. And like, how how difficult, you know, is the how savvy is the client? Um, what's yeah. what format have they sent the logo in? And that would kind of so it's difficult mm -hmm. to kind of like standardize the setup fees because 
guarantee some jobs are great and it's like okay we can go straight to print with this pretty much but then some you're going to need to spend 15 minutes faffing around with some you're going to need to there's going to be uh, to and fro with a client or you'll need to spend two hours yeah. meticulously redrawing their fucking logo and so it's like you know what this how can you to? this is your time and price yes yes it's exactly yeah. that because it's like <laughs> there's there's certain clients that we get and they send us vector artwork and i mean this isn't necessarily a, a time or pricing thing but like and send us vector artwork and it's like a single color print or whatever and they go oh why are you charging me an artwork fee and it's kind of like well we still need to size it we still need to add reg marks and we still need yeah. to fucking print it on film which is a fucking expensive our inks are expensive <clears> like you know are still taking time to, yeah i have related it back to time still taking time to do all those yeah. things sort of thing it's not like it's not it's a not thing instant. that happens in a blink of an eye no and it's just there and done sort of thing yeah. um and i think we've had it a few times where for, for kind of higher color count stuff artists have got in touch with us and they've done their own separations and sent it to us and what they haven't understood and it's going back to not understanding print methods properly um, and this isn't a diss because they're only trying to be fucking helpful. But they've separated all their artwork. You know, we add things like chokes and spreads and all that on mm-hmm. uh, on onto certain. Well, I'm not a fan of a choke and, and spread. I must admit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they've separated it without using reg marks as well. So I have to realign all of that uh, to make sure yeah. it fits perfectly. And that. Yeah. There's one job I had in particular, which was a six-color job, and I had to realign everything. That took me longer Fuck than that. probably double the amount of time than it would have done Ooh. to just separate it. Yeah, can I have that tomorrow um, though? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It was literally just like I've got, I've got one of those. Of my fucking life, I was, I was burning <laughs> screens before we came on because I had a job that's coming that needs to be printed tomorrow because wow. it's been collected Saturday. And they still haven't okayed the Pantones for the ink colours. I've mi- I mixed up some inks earlier, and I was like, and I just literally finger in the tub, wiped it on the wiped it on the t-shirt. Like these are the colours, pick one. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I'll get I'll get back to you tomorrow morning. Fucking if if you don't, you ain't getting them. Hey. <laughs> it's as yeah. simple as that. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, man. God damn. Even if yeah. it wasn't Christmas, that would fuck me off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you what's who? So who listens to this? How how many? Oh, no your, one, mate. How much of your Fucking audience no is completely alienated by talking about print terminology for like the last ten minutes? Uh, most most of them most of them are involved with some sort of print. Okay, they'll under yeah, they'll understand I, what you say. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I think I mean there's a there's probably all their brand owners that, that listen that have, yeah exactly have right. some experience. So a good chunk of them that okay. don't have necessarily the I guess the technical know how of the I mean the screen printing side in particular probably but they still understand what we're talking about sort of thing. i don't think we're alien right. anybody talking about it okay cool perhaps uh, we're educating I mean, some people disagree you know yeah i think there's, there's probably, <laughs> probably more education than um than anything else going on definitely yeah yeah so what what you, you you've just said essentially is we are like professors you know of, mm. of this trade you know yeah i'm not a professor mate you look like a fucking professor well because i've got glasses the nutty professor. We're at the top of our tree, gentlemen. <laughs> it's a raggedy old tree, but we're at the fucking top of it. <laughs> the fucking bonsai tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's, only, it's, only this big. it's up us. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. 
10 years, gentlemen. Ah, the bonsai tree's right up there now. Yeah, that is a hefty old bonsai tree, that. Oh. Oh. So yeah. back, back, on to, back on to 10 years, then. Um, is there anything you'd like to add to uh, Quartermasters that you think could take the well, shop or the brand? Or... That's the thing. I, I contemplated having another shop. I looked at Hastings, uh, Old Town. It's near for me. A bit, which is lovely. Right near me. Um, it was a seductive idea for a minute. Um, like I said, my parents used to have multiple shops, and um, I thought, yeah, that's quite a nice, you know, in the kind of mental monopoly game that we sort of think of. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I've got things here and here and here. Um, but then actually, the reality of that was just like absurd. I would be very, very overstretched. I would have needed to clone myself effectively or find someone exactly the same as me to be yeah. in one place or the other. Um, this is the difficulty with being the face of a brand as well. Yeah. Is that yeah, you have you like, you've ensconced yourself where you are. And ensconced. it's ensconced. And yeah, it's a great word, that, isn't it? And, Lovely um, word. I've got the word of the day toilet roll. Um, <laughs> and uh, quite an exuberant purchase. And, mm. <laughs> and you, <laughs> what you have to do now is you have to either find a way of splitting your time between multiple shops or, like you say, find someone who's on board and and is exactly like you but then if they are yeah. exactly like you even why wouldn't that. they do it themselves why they like, do it themselves yeah. yeah even that it's like i bet you i say i, I bet assuming uh the way that your mind works and this is very much an assumption is that do you find it hard to let people kind of like run the shop for a day whatever do you let anybody do that sometimes yeah i um it's something i tried to do this year um i was gonna have wednesdays off i did have quite a few wednesdays off um and a friend of mine who um who moonlights in various shops along the old high street was was the wednesday person and i was like yeah you can be in here and went because she's got loads of enthusiasm she's lovely and um I was like, right, when you're in here just doing the shop things i'll be over there doing the website things but then what i found was i would just use those days to kind of like decompress or go for long walks and seek inspiration or whatever yeah. solace in nature or whatever um so but it was nice um yeah like i think sometimes people can come in and actually add a bit of fresh because i think i sort of lost my mojo this year um just gen just energetically and emotionally and stuff and it was where it was a little bit slower i was like uh do I want to keep doing this? And, um, you know, looking at those things I was examining maybe doing during lockdown um, and just thinking about, I don't know, I, I think um, it's a very precarious um, thing that we do and, you know, having shops and small businesses, like the economy's fucked. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but it's like... Yeah, I've noticed a bit. The yeah, world's yeah. run by fucking psychopaths mm. and they are kind of trying to like all tories it seems like yeah the tour, you know they're, they're trying to like bring about some sort of crash or something uh with a series of like shocks to the to everything and it's like fuck i don't know how many many more of these i want to kind of uh weather um this the current sign that i've put out um that goes outside the shop it's a shot of the titanic like doing that 
like 45 degrees and it says the economy and under it it's got the musicians playing the you know <laughs> thing and it says small businesses <laughs> and that's literally where we're at it's kind of where we were at a few years ago then it felt like mm. things were okay and now it's very precarious again so mm. um i don't know with that is like when you when you have like local shops and that and like kind of like they i don't want to say inevitably um, but that's the word that's in my mind that when they inevitably close because they haven't had enough support from yeah. the local community they'll put out a post saying like you know well we're closing or whatever and then you have this massive outcry the outpour oh, oh it's such, such a shame, shame. Oh, yeah oh, yeah that's like, that's this is exactly what yeah. dfs yeah. are always closing down <laughs> always yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like yeah. If you genuinely feel that way, rather than just posting for fucking posting for fucking sake on yeah. some business, small business owners fucking shop that is closing down and potentially wrecking their fucking livelihood, why didn't you mm. actually go and support them when it was there? Go support them, yeah, totally. Like that is really, really winds me up. That like I've never yeah. been in a situation where I've, in fact, saying I have been in a situation where I've owned a shop, um, but it was a coffee shop. Um, and it, but it's it. I don't know that that type of thing, that type of commenting, really like irrationally winds me up. Um, yeah, it's just like yeah. Here's an idea. <clears throat> you do the way you run your shop is that you have this Creative Commons license, don't you, with the people yeah. that you work with? Is there any reason you couldn't license out your Quartermasters brand effectively, right? So you provide the person with the logo, the garments you use for your own mm. like branded stuff with the quartermasters on, and then they can run a shop, yeah, basically as their own business. That then you get a percentage of, but doing the like same thing you do and work, yeah. working working with lo- other local artists in that area. Is there any yeah, reason this, why that? This is something work? I looked into, and I thought that would be a kind of cool way of effectively franchising. Mm it out or kind of starting other but kind of putting it in the hands of other people um but then sort of yeah saying like these are the guidelines because i've you know run like franchises before i used to run a subway before this and there's literally a guidebook it's Brand like, Bible, here's, yeah. here's where we get our bread and here's mm. how we make a ham sandwich and here's what we say to customers and all of that shit you kind of do one for this um and then help people go through the same process that we went through in the startup phase but just with all the knowledge that i have now mm. And kind of pop them out a bit. I mean, I don't know, something I could potentially revisit. It um, makes sense because then the person that's doing it, they're not doing it as an employee as such. It's their thing thing they're doing under under your under your umbrella. The chances of it being a success are gonna be much higher because totally you haven't got to worry about it won't be the learning curve. Yeah, and you wake up on a Saturday morning and Billy's called and up and gone, like, oh, mate, I'm sick. I can't open the shop today. And you're like, well, that's mm. fucked me for the day. Like, yeah, you're... It's also not like you've opened another shop and it's like, oh, I've got to employ people because those people aren't committed necessarily. Yes. That's the issue that we had with the coffee shop. It should have been successful and it was successful when we were there. But right. the people that we hired for when we weren't there just did not give a fuck. Yeah. And it was like dead fucking close early. That's a, I sacked three people. Also, so yeah. I wasn't there for fucking long. Like, we didn't own it for fucking long. Like my brother-in-law ended up carrying it on on his own. Um, and it was just like, I'm not saying I sack three people to come across as a fucking arsehole, by the way. But sometimes all, you have to. Sometimes you fucking have to. It, it, it was just like, it was just fucking stupid shit. Like, you can't close an hour early or open an hour late or make things mm. in a 
it you know because we used to do like fucking sandwiches and breakfasts and stuff like that, and they'd just fucking wing it and just be like mm. it's like this is the way that we've told you how to do everything there's literally like instruction books of how to do this how to do that these are the fucking food safety protocols you have to follow because otherwise yeah. we lose our food safety license <laughs> or we get a yeah. fucking d rating or fucking something like yeah that. and it's just like the people that we had involved in it just did not fucking get it it's like, yeah. i don't know whether they didn't get it or they just didn't give a fuck because it wasn't their thing but it's yeah. like to us it was like the option was try and trust people to do it with us or we had to work seven days a week 364 days a year yeah that's it's like, that's the thing no one's going to give as much of a fuck about it as you are because it's your thing no, of course it's, they're not. you know it's your livelihood if they're on a if they're just getting a wage hmm. um they're just going to do probably the bare minimum and it's unfortunate hmm. something i've i've come across as well it's unfortunate sometimes that that happens um but then sometimes you find people that are really passionate about what you're doing and love yeah. everything and they really want to you know make a mark and um yeah, and they're the ones that end up leaving eventually yeah yeah you, you, <laughs> that's the point they're lovely but you can't have them forever you'll maybe get a year or two and then yeah. they'll go and be brilliant somewhere else but it's always well, a pleasure a to find like those kind of people personal perspective i've always i know everybody thrives off different things don't they it's whether it, like in a in a working in a work setting sort of thing yeah so whether it's financial or it's responsibility or it's praise or whatever i've always thrived off responsibility and mm. kind of like the last couple of jobs i've had are like they give you the responsibility as a job title and then you get micromanaged and it's just like oh i don't like this and i'm going to be leaving soon yeah um <laughs> is fine because they don't listen to this podcast <laughs> that yeah. would be the most proactive thing that your employer ever did would be to listen listen to something you put effort into yeah in that way that that's some sort of franchise type idea would be great because then mm. yeah then you would just get a kind of license fee or something because i you know people have said oh you, you should put one of these in in our town you should come to birmingham you should come to newcastle come to manchester or whatever i, I went to um cornwall a couple of summers ago um and some of the towns there were just like oh really lovely um where did you go big, what's the big student town there in cornwall it's like all surfy and lovely and on the, what, the harbour and stuff it's a new key not new key the other one um it'll come to me but it was lovely and i was like fuck a quartermaster's here would be excellent mm -hmm. um but yeah a bit of a drive you know literally across the country for me so i'd need to find someone that would be like yeah let's do that over here i'll do that for yeah, you yeah i don't think there's an effective way you can manage someone to do that you you, you just no. need to as we said find someone yeah. that they can take it on and do it and then you just get a cut of it and then it's just like it's, yeah. a, it's a stepping stone to the next one and the next one and the next one yeah absolutely like you know yeah, could before do you know it you're a bit of training you know. absolutely that's that's you know. the dream really isn't it mm. uh yeah people are buying your clothes for for christmas dinner in japan you know yeah absolutely that is literally the dream uh i'm this i hate to do this but i need to look up what that town is called because it's really annoying it's fine uh courts and hostel no what is it i don't even Home know what court. to I've typed in cornish student town falmouth there you go oh, falmouth. Oh, falmouth. falmouth was lovely if anyone's listening in falmouth you have a great town if you would like to open a clothes shop there send me a message 
because I've got a template. Anybody, anybody, guys. Anyone, <laughs> we, do, we, yeah. we do have a listener down that way, don't we, Darcy? Really? Uh, what, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that you know his name. Oh, my... That's Paul, do you want to suck off your brand? Well, and, Paul, uh, we know, we know Paul. We, we know Paul. Um, Paul Paul's did... a very good friend of, of ours and of the pod. Paul did some uh, embroidery yeah. for us as a present. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. Did, Should we um... show you this? This, this, oh, is for our, this is for our brand. It's hard to see because I'm covering oh, myself that's lovely. up. lovely. Yeah. And they're, they're like uh, they're like chore jackets. So they're, they're also done like an old sort of yeah, 50s like mechanic that. style. That's Ooh. very nice. Yeah, he's, he's a cool guy, is Paul. I'm loving your work, Paul. Yeah, we love Paul. Good Hi, Paul. Stuff. It's probably the only time we've been nice to Paul on the podcast ever. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, saying that, I, I slag I, him off the rest of the time. It, so oh, I don't all the fucking time. Oh. Him too much. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he yeah, did the Darcy, setup, okay? That Darcy took designed time. it. He did. He did. He's yeah. done a very good job embroidering it. Yeah. I mean, Paul sat there through eighty-six thousand stitches. So you know, exactly. It's quite that's, a lot of stitches. Quite a lot of stitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if I'm still going to be here in ten years from now. I don't. The prospect of it is kind of like quite worrying really um i don't know if i want to still be standing right here in 10 years time you yeah know? but you, you didn't like, know 10 like, years ago to, uh... that you want to still be there did you no that's true i don't know, i feel like i need to evolve you know and i don't know if that's if i've evolved as much as i can here or if i need to evolve elsewhere or or what um you'll be a i don't tend to plan day. i just tend to sort of react as things go on i'm like oh right i'll do that then there's no plan really it's all just sort of chaos yeah, but I don't think uh, don't, I'm not being mean here, but I don't think what you do would work if you really planned it. No, I don't like, think it really would. planned it. I think I think yeah. the, the part part of your genius is just how you've done it. Yeah, I don't know, just I don't co- know any, cobbled it together. I do not know anyone that could have done ten years of a shop how you've done it with no it's plan. Just, <laughs> it's genuinely mind-boggling. Thank you. <laughs> I know it is, isn't it? It's... Yeah. I'm baffled as, as anyone else. And on that note, I'm going to ask you this question. Oh, go on. What achievement are you most proud of in your time <clears throat> running Quartermasters? Man. Uh, single achievement. I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably just, yeah, like enduring, just like continuing to be here, just like turning up, continuing to turn up, even though, like even through all of the sort of malarkey and fuckery, um, you know, politically and stuff, just to kind of like keep going. Um, there've been so many times when I thought this is insane. I should probably stop doing this soon and go and get a job. Um, but I've sort of stuck it out. You know, I've had, I've been very blessed um, for a big chunk of that time for eight years to have been with someone who was very, very supportive of me and my dream to not work for anyone else and say lots of encouraging things and, you know keep me afloat emotionally so that was lovely um and i think yeah just carrying just carrying the fuck on really uh, but there's been so many like lovely little achievements along the way which have been wonderful as well but it's just sort of like yeah the whole the whole thing really um it's, it's like hitting the 10 year mark last week has really given me cause to like it's quite it's very reflect. unusual yeah yeah, yeah. it's 10 it's last wednesday last wednesday yeah so oh, a, week, a week ago 
Thank you. Yeah, because uh, when I when I came in, we had a little a brief chat about that, didn't we? And I was yeah. quite shocked that you'd been going ten years because most most of the brands we speak to, uh, either they're quite relatively new, like eighteen months, two, three years, whatever. Yeah. Or they're new, but they've had other brands that haven't lasted more than like five or six. They've got the value out of it all done with, right. and then right. then started another one because that's just what they love doing. Ah, okay. So it's quite unusual. How many we've had that are ten plus? Puclo. Yeah, he's Richie. a long one. Richie, yeah, Richie from Disaster, formerly what was it? Ship. Was it Abandoned Ship and formerly something oh, else as well? Ship. Yeah, we had Richie from Abandoned Ship, like the. Wow, it's just those two, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah. What's he doing now? So he's got uh, a he's, well, he's, <laughs> funny story. He's, he's not far from you. He's in. Is it, uh, he's in. He's in Margate. Margate oh, amazing. Mm. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's running uh I think he's running three brands now. So he's running yeah. Disaster and then he's running Not Everything Sucks. Okay. And I believe he's back in back in with Abandoned Ship. Yeah, he, I don't know he, if it's called Abandoned Ship anymore. Right. He he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. It's a very sensible thing to do. His... I think I should take a leaf out of his book and put my fingers it, in some other pies it's, it's actually probably quite a, a good episode for you to listen to because okay. he's um he's almost like the ultra planner is how i'd describe him oh, that really? fair, Darcy? he's like yeah really good at planning stuff like he, right. he, he he can forecast things he's got a real good eye for metrics and like he he records lots of data about what he's doing even if you just follow his oh, brand wow. He, yeah. he gives updates to everyone that follow the brand on what he's doing, his percentages, like if he's made any profit this month and where the profit's mm. been recycled into and what's happening next. Like every month he does like a little report card. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. He's I find so it incredibly impressive, it. honestly. Yeah, the transparency is is incredible. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. And mm. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I, I – w- I would aspire to be like that, but I just – I'm not – a planner in that respect, like I said, no, more of a kind no, of my brain doesn't work. I think it takes a, a specific type of person to work that way, but it's like hundred percent for him. He does it that way, and it works so well. Like you mm. can see, like almost like the cogs ticking with everything he's doing, sort of thing, and like yeah. the steps that are coming out of it, sort of thing. But you don't uh, have yeah. to be like a hundred percent like someone like that. You could just take on five percent, no, no. pick something up that they do, and go. Yeah. Actually, that's a fucking good idea. I, I yeah, could just weave, a good I habit. Could weave that into what I yeah. do. And Absolutely. then, you know, you're, you're, you're then better off than you were before. It's yeah. Like you, you asked earlier, kind of like if we've taken anything from this podcast, or I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was someone along those lines. And it's kind of a that's what, it. We, what we learned. What have you learned? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it is speaking to people. I think we like learn something or gain something from every episode. And it's kind mm. of like our aim with mm. that is for the, for the, for the listener to take something from every episode, whether it's, I don't know whether it's a piece of advice or it's just a fucking stupid dad joke you know it's like yeah. it's something i feel like we've contributed something sort of thing but we get that from yeah. the guests every time like you know we always learn something and we always pick up on a i don't know a fucking tip or a, whatever you know there's always something mm. to be learned um yeah it's good to talk isn't it i think that's that's the whole point of this you know it's a beautiful thing well when we had andy on from fields Hmm. he was a bit i think he was a bit nervous about coming on and we were chatting away and he said he really enjoyed it because he said if nothing else it was like 
having a chat with your mates down the pub, swapping swapping war stories that he, he described it as. Yeah. Because mm. you can't really, unless you've worked and done this sort of thing mm. and worked in brands and, and you can't really have that conversation with people outside. They just don't get it. They, yeah. they, they understand it to a point. It's the same as anyone's job. Like you understand the job up to a point, but it's much harder to find people with brands to talk to because generally up until yeah. relatively recently, I'd say brands, it wasn't a thing. They wouldn't, didn't talk mm. to each other. Well, I yeah, well, there I wasn't a, a lot when I, when I speak to to like mates of mine and like close mates, but close mates that aren't involved in like the print industry and don't really get what I do. They always think Inky Cow, which is my print shop, and then Downcast, which is a clothing brand, are the same thing. Mm. Right? Genuinely think it's the same thing, and it's like, oh, so you do many printing for much printing for customers at the minute, and, I, and I'll speak to them. I'll be like, oh, I got like a five hundred piece order or whatever, like you know, for a you know for a private client sort of thing they're like you've sold 500 downcast t-shirts and it's like no no no, no, no mate completely different <laughs> it's like i've sold one um and <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah i don't know where i was going with that but yeah yeah i think well probably that's one thing maybe we have contributed to with the podcast is that that sort of uh the knowledge oh, that we have yeah. a dialogue no 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 with 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 the podcast sorry that that <laughs> yeah like brands talking to each other is actually a good thing because although oh, although definitely. although people like i said before we sell the same thing not everyone's going to like your thing so it's totally co- totally cool to like someone else's thing but yeah. still get some information from them and learn from them and help each other out because absolutely yeah, yeah. that's it's what's been lovely about what's been happening here in folkestone um you know the ones that have have come through such as aaron mm-hmm. um with dicky smiles and um, he's you know, such a great guy i fucking oh, love aaron i love aaron he he came in um yesterday good hugger he, he you know? he's, he's also frustratingly positive Yes, like, yeah, 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 and I think of myself as an optimist, but he's yeah. like, oh yeah, you, 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 you yeah. If I hadn't met, if I hadn't met Aaron, you'd probably be in my top five most optimistic people I've ever met. Yeah, but he, nothing, nothing is ever. He takes up the top five now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is what he's one to five. <laughs> yeah, he's the whole Russian doll of optimism. Yeah, he's, he's a Russian dildo. <laughs> there we go, back to dildos. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's an enduring Aaron, image, isn't Aaron it? Aaron is the uh, the Russian doll dildo of fucking positivity. Yeah. He's all of them. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, I've, I've just done a lot of done a lot of embroidery for him actually. So I saw him the other day. Yeah, he, he I don't know why, but I thought you were about coffee. to say I've done a load of mushrooms or something. Done, like done, that. Oh. done the done the dildos <laughs> with him. Yeah, yeah, he comes comes around every now and again, picks, <laughs> picks up some beanies. Yeah, just do some mushrooms, some dildos. You know, just do some standard mushrooms. Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Come, comes around as a coffee. Nice. Yeah, um, but no, it's lovely because he he's gone. It's seeing him go from illustrator to brand owner has been beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, you know, he was just a guy that kind of bowled in here one day, um, and showed me some of his work, and I was like that's fucking cool shall we print some of these on t-shirts and then i think seeing the reaction to that kind of egged him on to kind of go oh cool i'll i could really run with this you know it's like yeah man like fucking do it and now he's doing it when when i when i spoke to him about that i'd met you after because he came around the the week after i'd come and seen you yeah um he was very very um appreciative of basically me having met you and, and how you helped him out like he said, basically oh, said, he basically said, Dicky Smiles probably wouldn't exist or would only just be sort of getting off the ground if, if it weren't for having having met you, sort of thing. Oh, 
which is nice. I mean, yeah. what a leg, what a legacy! Because his shit is yeah. fucking cool. It's <laughs> so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, there's so much um, humor in his illustrations, and um, mm. the whole sort of mad universe of characters that he he creates is just mm. fascinating. Even his little his little hut that he's got in that, like I love yeah. the little touches he's put in there. That like yeah. the tattoo your t shirt or. The, yeah, it is, absolutely. It, it is. It is good. What yeah. it's called. It. Yeah. But I really, really wanted. I wanted to do that with uh, with Ellis, my son. And I was just like, no. I was like, I'll tell you what, I want to do. I want to take Ellis to Dicky Smiles. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly that what you want to do yeah. because it's, that's not absolutely. my thing. That's Aaron's thing. And yeah, which just whilst I've got it in my head, Pav, we're obviously coming to you soon. All of us, January. Yeah. Should we? Should we go to Folkestone? I don't. Come to Folkestone. Yeah. Hold on. Let me check my. We can go see everybody. I'm going That'd on holiday. I'm going on holiday the next day, so oh, um. Fuck's sake! <laughs> we can book another date in. We can go on. We could go on the Saturday. I'm not going till Sunday morning. We could go on the Saturday on the thirteenth. It's only a short drive. It's only an hour. Not even yeah. that. Probably it's probably 40, 50 minutes from me. Let's go yeah, down. Fair. Let's let's yeah, go down on the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be lovely we'll to see you guys. Yeah, this isn't the end, by the way. We're not ending it here. You're not oh, getting okay. off that either. <laughs> so oh. uh, next, next, I have a question from from our former guests. So this is a, a new segment where we're adding in, where we're passing okay. on questions from former guests. And okay. I, I tried to call it "Ask It Forward," like "Pay It Forward," right? But, but Darcy didn't really commit to it, so he's obviously not keen on that name for it. Okay. So I realised we'd settled on a name. Well, I was trying. I was trying to make it work. I was trying to make it happen. You know, I was trying to like. Is there a jingle? Have you got a jingle for this bit? Um, I've seen a jingle. Do it now. Oh, it here's jingle. your favourite bit of the podcast. It's the bit where Ooh. we have previously asked the guest from another episode to ask a question for this guest in this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I'm doing now? Is what? you know how I clip up the uh, oh, <laughs> the <shit>. questions? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is now the jingle. <laughs> For this segment of the podcast i'm literally downloading that and i'm going to use it for every single episode thanks mate i appreciate that that's good it so, didn't feature uh, the words ask it forward at all though it just meandered yeah, it's beautiful well, you know. yeah, oh maybe yeah. we need to add that bit in afterwards it's ask it forward there you go you can add yeah. that bit in uh right so so usually we have a, a brand related question or a, an art related question <laughs> but this is such okay. a quidgy bow question um, is this from quidgy bow yeah yeah so quidgy oh, okay. asked my question would be did we land on the moon fuck no <laughs> there we go there we go straight away uh no it's, uh made in the hollywood basement right Apparently so. Um, there's a line in the Chili Peppers uh, song Californication, which alludes to the moon landings being fake. Uh, mm. I can't remember the exact line, but yeah, that it's um, that was a load of old nonsense, wasn't it? It was staged. Pretty sure. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm an I'm an on the fencer. I love the moon. I look at them. I was looking at the moon earlier, <laughs> and I look at it with much intensity and appreciation. But I don't know what the fuck it is. I couldn't tell you if it's a, a thing that it's you can even land on. Space rock, Colin. People, some people say it's just a, a plasma, a projection of something, and I don't know. I know what we've been told, right? 
But it has become very, very clear, especially in the last couple of years, that a lot of the stuff we are told is bullshit. So mm. how much of the stuff that we've been told can we really believe? I don't need to know. I'm happy not knowing, but I'm also just like, eh. you know, when people ask me things like that, I'm like, in my opinion, I don't think we landed on the moon, no. Like, do you remember when you see the footage of the moon, right? And they're on the moon and then they bounce around the moon and then they get back in the uh, spaceship or whatever it was they made. <laughs> and then they go back to Earth. The, there's, there's a shot of, of the, um, the moon land or whatever going back to Earth. And it pans upwards. It fucking pans up as it goes away. Who's panning that? No. How does it pan? Well, didn't didn't they leave a guy up there? Well, he's dead now. Just to get that shot, that's commitment yeah, to the bit. They they, they left <laughs> right. Well, that is very that's very commitment to the bit. How did also, it pan? And also, how do they get the footage off that camera if the camera was left on the moon? Exactly. This was pre-Wi-Fi era. Like, and also, they, there's a bit where Nixon, it. yeah, Nixon <laughs> is talking to them in real time from Earth while they're on the moon, going, "Yeah, we're on the moon now," and he's going, "Oh, we're sure proud of you, boys." That telephone technology didn't exist then, surely? Nonsense! Hmm. It was all absolute twaddle. Have you not seen the uh, the telephone lines uh, from the Earth to the moon? What do they just dangle it? Like all the way, <laughs> like miles and miles and miles. That's, that's how they got back really quickly as well. They just slid down them. Like, they just slid down. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit of a rabbit hole. I do love a conspiracy theory. I can't uh, say with any certainty what is true in this world and what isn't. But there's certain things I'm just like, yeah, that seems there, like. There is something enjoyable about conspiracy theory, isn't there? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I'm listening yeah, there's... to loads of like true crime podcasts at the minute, and it's all like oh, really? conspiracy stuff. Like not like yeah. not like the moon landings or anything, but it's kind of like yeah, all like CIA shit and everything. Like yeah, it's just yeah, I love all that stuff. I think America just wanted to be like fuck you, Russia. We've done it. Yeah, but they didn't really do it, and, <laughs> and like, the Russians were just NASA... like, oh no, I better give up. Oh now. no, yeah, <laughs> and they sort of back to the vodka. Them. <laughs> so so, yeah. d so follow-up question do you think we've right. been to the moon since uh or i do don't you think, think so or do you think um, there's never been any mooning well if if we went there why haven't we been back there i don't think we've been back there since like 1985 or something and it just seems a bit like well, what was the point then of that um, well, let's extend this question then is the mars rover real no Probably not. Mars probably isn't even real. There's probably, I don't know. See, one school of thought would suggest that, like, it was all staged. We've never even left the... Um, do you know, you guys heard about the, the firmament and the, we're all under yeah, a yeah. dome. It's in, the, it's in an episode of the, of the Simpsons. We're all under yeah. a dome or something and you can't get through it. The, that's, that's fascinating to me as well. Could be true. I don't fucking know. Um, but Mars... You could just try going to space, you know. You could. I I think people have built rocket. I saw this YouTube video. Someone had built a rocket, um, and it goes up and up and up and up, and then it reaches a point, and then it bumps into something, and then it crashes again, which is the supposed glass ceiling. But I, again, I don't. I don't fucking know. I'm not like. I'm not going to say with any certainty that like, I believe in anything because I'm I'm just open to all of it. Really, it's all wonderful. It's lovely to speculate and to to realize how little we actually know. I suppose ultimately, um, 
it doesn't really doesn't really doesn't matter, fucking does it? matter anyway how how's it going to affect us mm. Mm. it's not really i think you can be affected by world events if you if you want to but i think a lot of people get all of their kind of emotional uh you know yeah turbulence well, I mean, so, so events, long as but... we can agree that the world is round and we're fucking stuck on it we're, we're stuck on it mate yeah like we're stuck here um we appear to be alive and i mean unless it's all a simulation even then the, what difference does that make you know depending on the language that you use like we're all we're all you know energy or we're pixels or we're like whatever the fuck we are it's it's all the same thing it's all much of a muchness we we're we're alive we're here we're conscious we might as well make the most of it right and mm. in knowing with certainty what it was all about what the meaning of it all is wouldn't really change anything anyway would it probably no knowing about it would probably be worse Probably, yeah, because the mystery would be over. Like, oh, I, I always yeah. felt sorry for, for Neo in The Matrix. He always looked fucking miserable after they let yeah, him out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> fucking send him back. He looked quite sad, didn't he? Mr. Anderson. But then he figured out he could fly, and he was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, flying's it. quite cool. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, right, if you gave what everyone... Super awesome film was, they fucked it with releasing two and three. Two and three yeah. weren't great. Agreed. Yeah. No. But, but it's in the, the newest one, though. Newest one's quite good. I think they. Yeah. I, like I they think did with it's it. basically a remake of the first one. Yeah, I've not seen, but yeah. it's pretty good. There's a lot what, of nods to the first one. Yeah. What doesn't yeah. make any sense, right? Is if these if these like alien or whatever they were using us as batteries and wanted to keep us in there, I reckon ninety percent of people would be quite happy to stay where they are and just exist doing that if they all, yeah. also could have powers and fly around and just be fucking amazing. Yeah, that'd be just amazing. Powers. Yes, yeah, I, I, I want fucking powers. Yeah. I want to be able to go invisibly. I'd be happy if we had sort of decent wealth distribution, you know. No, I don't go too to... far, mate. That's a bit unrealistic. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let's try and keep it realistic. Hoarding of material wealth. And then some people have got like, some people have got loads of houses and then some people have got no houses. Mm. That disparity um, bugs me somewhat. If mm. we could sort that out, I'd be happy with this, whatever it is, Matrix or existence mm. you know um, you seems still, a bit unfair you still want to fly though wouldn't you it would be quite cool to fly yeah i had a lucid dream once where i could fly that was fucking cool mm. um you could become a seagull effectively couldn't you <laughs> still people you could fly <laughs> swallow ribs whole and things like that yeah beat up pigeons and just fly away arrogantly <laughs> yeah that's the dream no just death bomb pigeons to yeah to seagulls are basically reincarnated football hooligans aren't they probably yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah yeah um right so on this oh we done we done with seagulls are we yeah we could come back to them in a bit okay fine. we'll never really be yeah. done with seagulls okay. we'll ask you what your favorite animal is in a minute and i'm sure it's seagulls um <laughs> <laughs> um so do you have a question to pass on to our next guest? Oh. I'd really like to talk to Quidgy Bio, to be honest, but that's not how this works, is it? Mate, you is could message you could message him, yeah. he would talk message to you all day. Him. I might well, you know, give you a heads up. We'll be up like this bloke that's obsessed with seagulls <laughs> came on the podcast and he really wants to speak yeah. to you about them. I just I just yeah. like to just like to give you an insight into Quidgy Bo. Um he has a t shirt with Raoul Moat on it. And he's doing the fucking doing the guns like, really? oh, mate. That's not even the worst one. They were far 
far, far oh and God. then and then there were pieces of genuine art on there as well. It's so it's so fucked up. It's unreal. It's, mm. I wish I could be just a little braver, just to start printing like really mad shit. I might, you know, I think that's it. That's that's it, isn't it? Just to give fewer fucks and just to go. Fuck it, I'm doing this. Mm. Yeah. I think you're right. The people, the people that will get it, will get it, and the others will just frown at it. But it doesn't matter, does it really? No. As long as I we're mean... being expressive and getting the bills paid. <laughs> well, I mean, do the bills need to be paid? If we're in a simulation, that's it, isn't it? All just nonsense. I mean, everything's nonsense when you boil it down to its component parts. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I feel happier or sadder with that thought. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Is it freeing? I suppose it's freeing. It's very freeing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you can you can look at life like it's a. Uh... Like, like, like nothing is a miracle or everything is like nothing's magical or everything is like, you know, hmm. it's all very like, I don't know. It depends what sort of shape box you feel comfortable in, doesn't it? Some people like very rigid, dogmatic, bureaucratic or oh, like, OK, I'm in this little box here. And some people like no boxes. <laughs> I'm and those in the latter people, camp. And, and those people normally those end up people marrying end up each together. other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the most disorganised person on the planet, and my other half used to work in uh, logistics for uh, world-renowned DJs. Mm. Uh, it was just like I'd look at the work she does, and it's just like how 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 do you do this fucking wizardry? Yeah, and it's like getting half drunk and most of the time completely fucked up DJs on connecting flights in another country. So her wow. job was basically that film with um, Doodad in it. Do that, yeah. Um, what's that film with the guy and and the person has to get the famous person get him, somewhere? Get else. him to the Greek. Get him to the Greek. That's yeah, basically, yeah. That's basically that was what. How's that life? That was her. Yeah, yeah. I'd end up tuning someone. I think I haven't got the patience for it. Very stressful. And she yeah. told a lot of people to fuck off. Not oh, allowed long, to do. Long, rightly so. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, your question for the next. Oh, yeah. Would you like to pass a question? There's a fox. There's a wild fox literally walking past the window right now, just strolling up the high, old high street. Sometimes you see a badger. Oh. Fun fact there. I had, uh, a, I had a fucking person. terrifying incident a few months ago. I was walking back from the pub quite late, and the way I come back, we cross over some train tracks, and it's through this little woodland bit. And I heard something running towards me, and I was like, it was fucking pitch black. And I was Ooh. like, what the fuck is running at me? And I was... <laughs> I can't fucking see anything. And this badger has literally brushed up against my leg. And oh. I've like, literally shat myself. Bad, badgers are like, pricks. I've, oh, I've they're had quite a... stocky as well. They're, they're big, yeah. Guys, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Fucking proper, like, knocked into me. And I was just like, oh, mm. shit. <laughs> I've had a badger run towards me, but it was on a pavement. And you could hear the clack, clack, clack of the claws. Like, mm. clack, 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 Yeah. Clack. Yeah, badger, badgers are dangerous, man. You shouldn't go near a badger. Mm. Just You're lucky it didn't just... rear up and kick you in the dick or something, man. You know, they're known oh, for it. Can you imagine? End, end, badgers, can you imagine yeah. ending up in hospital and the reason they write down the form is <laughs> kicked in the dick by a badger, badger. <laughs> like a grumpy badger. Yeah, it's the third one this week. Oh. Believe it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, okay. Uh, question wise, I. Uh, 
I'm tempted to go down the simulation route. Like, is it a simulation? If so, what powers should we all have or something? So I think that's quite a fascinating subject. Uh, or like, if you could change anything in the world, what would you change? Excellent. I like that. It's a very good question. Fantastic. Mm. Um, on questions, do you have any questions right. for us? Um, I don't really. Um, well, what, um... Before you ask, me and Pav are not in a relationship. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it might have just been like a long distance thing you guys do, you know? We don't live that far from each other. Oh, really? <laughs> We're only like an hour away. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. This is good. I think what you're doing is good. Um, keep doing it, man. It's really, really Thank good. You. Well, we've got this number, okay? And it, mm. the number's probably wrong. I probably read the article wrong, but I read an article and it said... You've that, said it since the start, though, so... I have said it since the start, so it's I've, we've manifested it now, is that only 1% of podcasts hit 81 episodes. Fucking hell, really? Mm. Yeah. And we're only 31 away. Yeah, so... Right, yeah. I want to hit... the halfway mark. Yeah, well, we said what we said was that oh, what we said what we're gonna do for the fiftieth episode, and we discussed it back and forth, and we had, and we were like, do you know what, fifty? Although it's a milestone, yeah. it's not for us. Not 80, the 80, milestone eighty-one yeah. is the milestone, and it's actually it's nicer because fifty would just be oh, it's a round number, it's a multiple of ten, yeah. and the only reason that's good is because we have ten digits. Whereas eighty-one yes. is something only, we've spoken only about. Listeners to the pod will get the eighty-one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. said this to me last week, you know, um, I was like, why is 10 like this big deal? And um, someone says, because we have 10 fingers and 10 toes, man. That's all. Yeah, that's literally it's it. the number. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's also, really, it's also a really hard. shit number to deal with. 12 is a much mm. better number to deal with mm. because it's easier to divide shit by. Yes. Like yeah, 12 definitely. is a 12. Like we should we should move to a, a dozen. Is it a dozen or a dozen or uh, base system? Life would be so that much easier. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do over the decimal and have a dozen all. Yeah. Why not? Well, I think, I just think it makes sense. And you can still count because you just use the four flanges of your fingers. The flanges. The three, <laughs> the three flanges of your four fingers. So you got uh, one, yes, two, three, that works. four, five, six, seven, eight, just nine, ten, eleven. Tw- just ignore the thumb. I've just noticed that six numbers go into twelve as well. Yeah, it's one of the, it's got yeah. lots of factorials. Yeah, mm. I've just noticed that. I'm 32 years old, and I've just noticed that six mm. numbers go into twelve. Mm. It's a great oh. number. Thanks, got, school. Mm. See, I like an eleven or a thirteen, but that's just me, man. Yeah, 13's, yeah. 13's just well, awkward. Uh, eleven, as I told my son the other day, the correct way to say eleven is one to one. One to one to one. Oh, but he's going to be telling people that. Hilarious, absolutely hilarious. He, he he, won't, he, uh, he's at that age where he believes me as well. My, my he, other he half literally looked at me and she's like, Stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, 22 is 22, obviously. <laughs> obviously, so one one percent of podcast makers get to 81 episodes. Mm. So we need to get, number. yeah, I know. It's and again, I read this quite a while ago as well, so that's probably. More podcasts have come and gone probably since then, so that the number is yeah. actually probably much lower. But eighty-one is the number that we're like 80, 81st episode is the special one. What's the average age for a, for a brand for a small clothing brand? Five probably years, like I reckon. Five. <laughs> <Is it> just... <laughs> well, yeah, for, for, for a small one, six months. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone told I don't know what sector it related to, but someone told me a couple of weeks ago that about one percent of businesses make it to 10 years but i don't know 
if mm. that's all sectors or whatever. But it sounds about right, doesn't it? Wouldn't surprise so it's, me. It's that thing that most most startups fail within the what is it first one or two years or first two years, I think. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the the absolutely mental thing about business in general is that you can do everything right and it can still go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why the odds are stacked against you like you could do yeah. you could not put a foot wrong from the day you start your business and you could still fail yeah yeah some act of god or whatever just yeah it's it's very random i always see it like uh it's kind of gambling every day is a gamble everything you print and hang in the window is a, you think you have to be possessed by this sort of um belief that what you're doing is is in some way right and that you're going to it's going to work and people mm. are going to like it and they're going to buy it. But you mm. don't fucking know. No, you never you don't know, know. Ever. And even after 10 years, people think, oh, you must be doing something right. And it's like, no, don't. It's yeah. just a really lucky streak. You're not, you're not doing something. Any minute. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's the case of doing something right. It's doing less things wrong. That yeah. makes sense. It's yeah, not. You figure it, out it, what it's... doesn't work and you do less of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're doing less of, <laughs> less of what doesn't work. That, that's that's yeah. probably a. That's probably an easier way of of operating as well. Yeah, I mean, the amount of people that probably don't even that work like that and don't even realise they do. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Should we? Um, I'm gonna have a quick wee, and then should we do some randoms? Yeah. I could go for a quick wee, quick wee as well. Actually. Yeah. Should we go for a wee together? <laughs> yeah. I'd fucking love it if you got up out of your chair, Darcy, walked through that door, and ended up <laughs> next door to Colin. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Like Two urinals, yeah, yeah holding hands. It's magical. Beautiful. Right, you guys go for a wee. Yeah. I don't even need okay. one. I'm just going to go for one for the sake of it. Yeah, it's oh, wee club. Dick over the just have, well, have one for fun. Welcome yeah. to the yeah. brand social wee club. Lovely. <laughs> right. This, See you in sec- a minute, this section also needs a jingle. Yeah. Brand social <laughs> wee club. Wee club. <laughs> We're going for I, a wee. I love wees, me. <laughs> it's not a race, okay? Have a leisurely wee. I don't. I don't do anything slowly, mate. And if you, uh, if you sprinkle when you tinkle, please be sweet and wipe the seat. I'm just gonna go in the garden. <laughs> How was it? You just sort of slid in there like you were yeah. floating. <laughs> it's very good. Thanks. That, ah. is, uh, that is the first time I think I've ever gone for a wee in an episode ever. It's nice. You just do it more often, man. I didn't even really need to go. I just—I actually forced it out. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Better out than in. I presume that's why it was stinging anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy, I don't think Darcy's ever, ever done an episode without leaving the room. Really? Ever. Yeah. Ever. It's it's cool. He keeps popping out. What's he doing back there? Mongering things. Yeah. It's great. But we'll find out. Yeah. He edits it, you see, so we can edit all this out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just leave this in. This is authentic, you know. Yeah, but he won't want to look bad. This is real, man. This is, you know, real people go for I'm a wee as well. Oh, sorry, it took me about four minutes to get my massive schlong on my pants. <laughs> Mate. Un- unravel it. Mate, that's yeah, not... Yeah, yeah. No one believes that. I had to wrap half around my neck just so it dangled over the toilet. <laughs> Python. <laughs> get an erection. Get an erection and strangle yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's right. the first time I've um, ever gone to the toilet during an episode, Darcy. Oh, you've spoiled the streak. It's all downhill from here now. 
on the 50th as well. Literally. Mm. Well, it's um, not the occasion. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's one thing we've done to celebrate the 50th episode is I've gone for a Cel- piss celebratory mid- week. <laughs> midway through the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Colin, we're only about halfway through. You've got another two hours. Oh, man, I should have packed a lunch or something. Or ordered a fucking pizza, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think our longest episode was, how long was it? Three. That was um, was uh, Mikey. Mikey. Was it three hours that... 30? Oh, no, it's three hours, like 45. That was a long episode. Mate, that's like Rogan level shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. He's a lovely man. He is. He just loves to talk. <laughs> He's really good at it. He's really good at talking. <laughs> So it's like his it is his superpower, but it but he's one of these people. He talks a lot, but everything he says is interesting. He's not like talking mm. and, and and you're not wanting to listen. He's not not talking. You're going, please shut up, mate. Let's get on with it. You're talking. Yeah. You're going, yeah, keep going. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> that that was partly the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Just we keep milking that. each other the next day, and we were like, we were both like, Pav messaged me. He was like, Are you tired today? Like like mentally like tired. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you. And he was like, yeah, fucking exhausting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, oh. it wasn't a bad thing. It was just yeah, it's just it was so a, unusual. It was a lot. Yeah. Anyway, but, right, randoms. So this is uh, well, Pav, you do your spiel, mate. This is the. Re- I don't have a spiel, but I'll do. I'll make one up. Uh, just cool. call me. Just call me Pavy Spielberg. S- S- um, sing another. Sing another song if you want. Another Do another jingle. Randoms, 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 randoms. Randoms, 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 randoms. Randoms, 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 randoms. Oh, here comes the randoms. Oh, that was so far. That was fucking beautiful. These are all being clipped up and being used on the next episode. Fucking brilliant. Right, so what we do is... We're going to ask three quick fire questions each. They're just random questions, nothing to do with brands or anything. Just okay, just to do with what well, to do with any old thing, really. Any old tur- we Darcy writes down these questions. Are there any wrong answers? Or no wrong just... answers. No, just okay. as in life, you can't really get it wrong. Okay, excellent. I like the sound of that. Hmm. You know, do you want to go first, Pav? I will go first. Um. I should have. I said that, but I haven't even actually looked at the questions yet. All right, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. What is your favourite way to eat cheese? Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I tend not to eat cheese because I'm fucking vegan. Um... <laughs> You'll get on with Paul really well. But <laughs> uh, well, I used to be very partial to well done, Darcy. baking a camembert. I don't fucking know. No, it's good. Um... Sainsbury, I think say one of the big supermarkets now does a fairly decent array of vegan cheeses. One of them is a kind of like a camembert. I think they've made it out of fucking coconuts or something. And it's all right. And you can bake it and it does have the same kind of gooeyness. And then I would just dip fuck anything into that, man. You know, celery brand. Yes, I'll just, you know, hump it a little bit. You've got to wait for it to cool down first, though. Because it is like yeah. molten lava when you get that you shit don't, out You the don't oven. want American pie yourself, don't, do you? Do not stick your dick in anything that's that mate, hot. Mate, my knob is cheesy enough about sticking it in baked camembert. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of uh, chilli jam on the side, always good. Goes well with a, with a baked camembert, I find. 
Um, yeah, like one of the things I really enjoyed pre-veganism, I suppose, uh, about being a grown-up was the realization that you didn't have to have proper dinners if you didn't want to. You could just have a load of cheese and wine, yeah. and that could and be snacks. a dinner. Yeah, just yeah. Eat whatever the fuck you want, whenever yeah. you want. Amazing, love that. So yeah, um, it, I mean, saying that kids call them snacks, I call them nutrition. Yes, nutrients. Mm. I just I call them even I'd if it isn't the form of fried potato. I had a little snicky snack on the uh, before the podcast started. Oof, what did you have? I had one of these. A naked bar. Have you had a naked bar? Oh yeah, I love those, man. Yeah, it's just like yeah. mashed up fruit and nuts, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, Joanna, Joanna my, my mine's the blueberry muffin one. That's my favourite. Yeah, I think I, like I think one. I think I like mm. the the one I had, the peanut delight. I think that's probably the one. Yeah, it's good. Well, I do like nuts generally. Mate, I, I am like a squirrel now. I don't, I just pretty much eat nuts. No wonder that fox was out there looking for you. I know, right? I'm like, oh, shit, he sees me again. He's back. <laughs> yeah, I just like eat nuts all the time. I make nuts a smoothie so in the morning. Good. It's just like nuts and seeds and shit like that. I presume there's some liquid in there because <laughs> if not, all you're it's drinking co- Yeah, it's dust. coconut water. <laughs> coconut water. Oh, right, so nut yeah. water. Nut water, various nuts, nut-based vegan fucking protein powder, a big old dollop of peanut butter. It's just very nutty, my diet. It's nuts and seeds. Can you imagine and then later on, I'll go home after this and put a big bowl of granola with nuts and shit on it as well. And I'm like, oh, and I'll get excited about that. I'll be like, sick, yeah, I'm going to have a load of nuts now. Like, I haven't just been eating nuts all fucking day already. <laughs> what's what's going to happen if you get if you get a nut allergy at some point? I'm fucked. Honestly, I'm fucked because that's my diet now. I've got a walnut tree in my garden. Have you? Yeah. Humble got my, brag. Got my own walnuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is that it's, it sounds yeah. They're they're not massive. My walnuts aren't that big. Um, but they're about that sort of size, which I realise doesn't make a lot of sense. I haven't got really small hands actually. So, but um, okay. yeah, they. Well, I didn't realise. <laughs> so, so by Pav's hand size, they're about the size of yeah. peas. Yeah, no, I have got small hands. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you need to have something next to your hand so I know like what's relative to the hand. Oh, he's got a ruler. Yes, okay. All right, there we go. So okay. they were about two two and a half centimeters. That's an inch. Yeah, an inch. That's good. They're not, that, not that's massive. The di- that's a that's a decent diameter. But for, that's obviously that's obviously the, the size of the 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 shell of the nut. Yeah, and obviously it gets smaller inside. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no. But, but some, see, I didn't realize some of them go rotten. Me, you've got small hands. Why? That wasn't that. The... That wasn't the entire circle, mate. That was. That was a. <laughs> it, was, it was. I contracted it that, slightly. So that gap contracted like five it. centimeters. Okay, <laughs> let me let me let, let me check the gap on mine. Hold on. Three point five. I'm curious. Oh, I have yeah. no idea my ruler is. It's absolute chaos here. Do you not but carry it, a ruler that's... with you? That's what I've got, gentlemen. That's what I'm working with. I think you're probably that... you're probably about right. You're probably yeah. about the same as Darcy. I've, I've got small hands, very okay. small hands. So I gave up my dream of being a concert pianist. Yeah. Yeah. The Walnuts instead. Couldn't reach a full octave. Yeah. It's a shame, man. It wasn't. So you living the dream now. Wasn't meant to be, was it? No. No. <laughs> Oh, where were we? Anyway, moving on from my disastrous question, uh, that was that was good. A vegan. 
I'm going to make me hungry though. I'm, I'm going to ask another hungry, food question just to keep you just to keep you hungry. Um, oh. I think there's only one real answer to this. Just so you know, okay. not that there are any wrong answers, but there's one answer in particular. Okay. Uh, what is a fictional food you'd most like to try? Snozberry. Oh, actually, there were two real answers to this. <laughs> so what you said <laughs> and what I'm thinking of. Snozcumber? No. I think Roald Dahl invented loads of random he did, food. He did. Things, didn't he? he did. Um... Is it a Roald Dahl one, Pav? Nope. Thinking of? nope. Okay. It's in a film. Give us more clues. Um, not the booboo box. Not... Um, Dustin Hoffman's in it. Okay. Uh, Rain Man. Nope. Um, Do you want another Midnight clue? Cow- Midnight Cowboy. No. Do you want another clue? Another clue? Do, the, do the voice again. That was great. Not the booboo box. Brilliant. Do you know who says that in the film? No. Glenn Close. Okay. <laughs> there, there, our listener is screaming at the podcast now, going, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want another clue? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Rufio. Oh, shit. Oh, um, fucking Peter Pan thing. Yeah. Was it return called, to is it Return to Neverland or something? No, that, that wasn't Dustin Dustin Hoffman. Hook. There you go. Oh, because Dustin Hoffman was Hook, wasn't he? Yeah. Rufio, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. But, so what's the food? So what do they eat? That fucking weird multicolored shit at the dining table. What's and it called? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. But it's, <laughs> you know, you know when they have the food. You're fight. asking me because you want to know what that shit's called. <laughs> you know when they have. You know when they have the food fight. Really? You know the bit yeah, I mean? Yeah, they throw it everywhere, yes. I, I always wanted to eat that fucking food so bad. I was like, yeah, why, why are they wasting it? What does it taste yeah, like? it looks amazing. Yeah. Wait, Dustin Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman played Hook. Played Hook, yeah. Did he? Did you not know this? No. Have I just blown your fucking mind? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think played Hook? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't like one of those... Uh, <laughs> Split universe things. Where oh yeah, um, what was it universe. called? Um, yeah, what's it called? Mandela effect. Ma- uh, Mandela effects. Yeah. yeah, maybe someone else played Hook in his I, universe. I need, to, I, I need to Google that. I don't Why? believe that. Yeah. Who do you think it was then? I don't know. I didn't think it was fucking <laughs> dusting off then. Oh, do you know, we've been doing this podcast God knows how long now, and we've always said like, the quick-fire questions, the, the random the quick-fire questions, Hoffman. and we've never had a quick-fire round for this exact never reason. Quick. We, yeah, they no, we, quick. we have these offshoot conversations. Yeah. Fuck. Do you, edit, do you edit out the offshoot conversations? Because I no, feel like this is the real no, meat no, of the no, fucking podcast. No, <laughs> 99% of what we record no, stays If this in. podcast needs to be Excellent. four hours, it will be four hours. Mm. Okay. I mean... Leave the Wii yeah. in, because, I mean, that will give the listener a chance to go for a Wii as well. What if they're driving? It's a mess, a messy, messy way to do it. Mm. <laughs> Quick the silence, let me piss like a, myself. An adult, adult um, nappy maker or something. Just for listening to this part. This section of the podcast is sponsored by Tenor Lady, or whatever. Oh, and they, can, uh... they can listen to the ad and piss themselves whilst driving at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> While we all have a piss. You know, 
Oh. Revenue stream, gentlemen. I don't and, know. Uh, literally a revenue stream. Yeah. <laughs> a golden stream of revenue. Yeah. Straight into your own trousers. <laughs> mm. Lovely. And now anyway. our sponsored we break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's an idea. It's great. Right. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, which kitchen utensil do you think is the most overrated? Ooh. Um. Oh. Well, to be honest, I used to be a big fan of the cheese grater, but now I'm a vegan. It's fucking redundant in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use uh, it for other things. Like I quite often grate really. vegetables. Great courgettes. Cool vegetables. Yeah. And carrots I, I just and onions chop them up and... and garlic and ginger. Oh, I'm getting uh, really ginger. I do ginger with a spoon. A spoon. Yeah, like Tell scrape. Me how. Well, like a teaspoon. Like you scrape the outside of the ginger off with a teaspoon. Mm. But then, if you just okay. keep scraping, you get like little fine shavings of, of ginger. Like the dildo. Yes, yes. Back on the dildo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although you would not want to use ginger as a dildo. No. That would be some quite severe <laughs> stinging. Just, just off to spoon the dildo, darling. <laughs> yeah. um, that's cool. I actually didn't. I didn't know that. I always just sort of tried to sort of haphazardly um no, if you, if you use a, t- if you use a teaspoon it will take, take the skin off the ginger like it's quite, no skin quite, off my ginger quite... <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> um so what don't because there are definitely utensils that i don't ever use but i've probably bought them thinking they'll oh, that be really i bought one the other day it was like a jar scraper it's like a kind of rubberized thing. Mm. It's like get everything out of the jar, and I don't think I've, I was like, "Fuck me, that's really useful." I haven't used it, but it just felt like an essential purchase at the time. Um, to- I use tongs all the time. I was in someone's mm. kitchen recently, and I was like, "Where are your tongs?" And then she was like, so "I know I'm getting her for Christmas." <laughs> yeah, ginger dildo, tongs, mate. <laughs> ginger dildo. Yeah, dildo made of how, ginger. How and a can pair you of go in the tongs. kitchen and not have a pair of tongs? I know, right? I was baffled. Couldn't believe it. Quite a nice kitchen as well. I was like, I've okay, got wow. different tongs. For, I've got, I've got tongs. What for taking a tea bag out? Wow, that's decadent. Wow, I well, admire I your tea game. That's stole, stole, cool. stole them from a wedding. They were the tongs yeah. used for. Yeah, they got little silicon. <laughs> they got little silicon oh. hands on, like actual little hands that you can take off. Wow, and they, and they were designed for picking up sweets at the sweet counter. I looked right. at them and I was like, Yoink. Uh that's coming home with me. Yeah. You're going to be part of my tea making ritual now, little tongs. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. When, when you've taken the tea bag out, do you like pinch them together to like give yourself a round of applause? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, we're all, we're all pinching as if we're yeah. clapping. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't like a squeezed tea bag, you see. I'm very. So it has to pick the edge of the tea bag up. Uh, okay, see, mm. I leave the bag in. I just leave it in. I used to be a double bagger as well for my sins, mm. but now I've I've restrained myself. I think being a bit poorer this year, I've had to just be a single bagger now. I just leave it, my tea bag in the economy. Until it basically disintegrates. <laughs> yeah, well, leave it in like there. Yeah, the blackest tea possible. Yes, sure. I'm drinking tea without milk as well. Mm. What's your um? What's your tea bag of choice? So I I've got all kinds of Yorkshire. weird herbal tea bags, man. I I used to. Always drink, yeah, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Is I, the I one. very, I very rarely drink like English God's country traditional tea now. 
I kind of have all these weird ones at, at bedtime, like chamomile and lavender and shit like that. And then sometimes in the morning I'll have like fucking spiced apple and God knows what. And there's I've got quite into uh, nettle, like peppermint and nettle tea. There's something quite nice about that. This time of year I like a smoky tea. I quite like a laksang souchong, which is like a bonfire Gesundheit. in a cup. Sorry, yeah, say what? Fantastic. <laughs> Lapsang, like a Lapsang suit. There's a smoky one. It just tastes like smoke, basically. It's quite nice. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, anything like that, really. It depends. I've just got loads of teas, loads of weird teas, teas for every situation. There's a good tea shop, actually, in Folkestone, and you go in there and they get all the jars out and you get your nose in them and you end up coming away with loads of, like, loose-leaf teas. And that's I think that's what started the, the addiction. Yeah, I mean, loose-leaf, if you're going to drink tea, loose-leaf is the way. It is, isn't it? Yeah. 100% it's the way. Be proper about it. Mm. Um, I'm just going to plug my laptop in. Just talk amongst yourselves. Uh, he's a bit of a knob, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's got his headphones in. <laughs> just going to reach. Walking off like that. I've just realised as well. Are you standing up? Yeah. All oh, right. Is it, What's wrong with that? Is that not good? Should we not? No, no. Uh, the podcast just sounds better if our guest is sitting down. So can we is re-record it? the whole thing with you sitting <clears throat> down? Uh, well, let's start over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I heard something a few years ago that like most, I think, human beings spend like three quarters of their lives sitting down. It's mental, isn't it? So I, I'm single-handedly trying to buck that trend by always standing. And pacing was, around. I've and... always wanted a standing desk at my work, right? Yeah, but yeah. Where I work predominantly, so the machine that we've got, the DTF machine that I run, it's the computer screen is mounted on this fucking mount, and I can angle it up, but then I find I'm like, if I was standing up, I'm staring down like that. So my oh, only yeah. option is to sit down because I can't move the stand on the machine. It's really fucking irritating. Oh, that's annoying, man. Yeah. So it's like, and it's like a 35 grand machine. I was like, I can't really start fucking around with it, can I? No. <laughs> like, or, or can I? I would. <laughs> can you? I think generally, if you're a printer, like standing up isn't something you have to worry about. Yeah. Because I'd say probably 80% of the process is standing up. Mm. Yeah. Imagine if you could I'll do screen printing the, sitting the, down. The rest, the rest is doing artwork. Look at that. Yeah, oh, look at Otis. I'm plugged in now. I've had to like tilt the thing slightly, but That's I've fine. made it so that you could see Otis in the background sleeping. It's like, a, like a fresh perspective. Cute, isn't it? Yeah. Little Otis. There you go. I love him. Yeah, we can carry on for three more hours now. Where were it's we? It's not even fucking working. Why did I bother with this? Uh, it's my question, I believe, Pat. No, it's no. me, isn't it? It's you. Oh, it's working now. So your most overrated kitchen utensil was... Grater, uh, the cheese grater. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, just haven't used it for a while. Fair. Right, Margot. Uh, if you were to write a book, what would it be about? <clears throat> um, I've attempted to write some books. Oh, um, I'm not as prolific as Quidgibo, to be honest. But I've I've made several attempts to write books. I did write one about 15 years ago about Facebook and about my just general like disdain for the rise of social media. Ironically. And the kind of like uh, the sort of rebranding of friendship and and all of that. And it was like a bit of social commentary. And I wrote letters to everyone on my Facebook friends list um, and just 
filled a book with it and it was a, it was kind of a weird it was a weird book it wasn't it was a work of uh sort of it was sort of like an autobiography really telling the story of my life via you know 250 people or whatever on my friends list um which was very cathartic uh i'm trying to write a book at the moment which is about a man who sort of swaps brains with his dog he swaps consciousness with his dog um it's a bit like the metamorphosis by Franz kafka but instead of waking up as a cockroach he wakes up and he's his dog and his dog is is him so he sees everything from the dog's perspective um and i think the aim of the book is to sort of hopefully uh help people have a bit more empathy for animals um absolutely hilarious that you just that you told us about the book you're writing and you just as you were describing it i was about to say oh like freaky friday and you yeah went, like freaky friday and, and you went kafka and i was like well i'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot if i bring this no, up no, no. Yeah, <laughs> not like that. yeah it's yeah obviously it's uh a uh plot device that's been used many times in many ways like freaky friday or whatever but i don't I don't know if I've really ever seen it done in the way that I'm attempting to do it. Um, Look forward to reading it. Yeah. I'm going to hopefully do it next. Like I said, I've started loads of works of fiction. Often, like, um, anytime I've worked really boring jobs um, to kind of keep myself sane and interested in what I'm doing, I'll kind of, like, create elaborate um fantasy worlds to, to escape into and um normally they take the form of stories and books i've kind of done that my whole life so you're a bit um, like um what's that film is it cashback oh yeah cashback that's a good choice yeah that's a good great film, great man. film that isn't it yeah beautiful You've seen that uh, film, it's about a guy who has a very boring job basically and he um daydreams he effectively doesn't works he the night shift at a supermarket, uh, a supermarket yeah yeah and he effectively daydreams but his daydreaming is like time stops yes and then it has all this it's really fucking good it's really, really good really, really that good. sounds like his fight club we can't, yeah, like but, yeah, but we can't talk fighting. about that we can't talk about that can we obviously yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i don't know day, that's what popped into my head what a fucking film it's aged really well it's still very very yeah. relevant isn't it i'm yeah. gonna watch it soon because a friend of mine a very good friend of mine i recently discovered has never seen it before what? um so i was like okay man i'm coming around and we're gonna watch that and yeah. i was like i got really excited because he's gonna see it for the first time and he, he's he's gonna love it and i yeah. it's lovely to oh yeah it's, one it's of those fucking films great i think every time you watch it and i don't think there's many films like it that where you get that thing every time you watch it you just discover something yeah you never know there's another layer to it oh yeah it's like and i was watching it the other day and me and nicks were chatting about it and she was like that's like she was like what if like marla is like in his head and it's kind of like you start thinking about it it's like oh she could be but then it's like i don't know if she is either there's a theory that um she so uh so marla go on let's know that on fight club what year did it come out i just want to check 1999 99, what? same as The Matrix. What a fucking year yeah. for I was about to say, what yeah. a year for films. Yeah. Even if those, it, only hell. those two films were released, that's that's all they need to do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, there's a theory uh, that Marla Singer is represents he, the the sort of female aspect of um, the narrator's psyche, hmm. um, and I think there's uh, 
also a theory that Bob isn't real. Um, yeah. So that T Tyler and Marla are different aspects of his psyche, the sort of duality of masculine and feminine and stuff. Um, and I've kind of watched it thinking, you know, obviously you still watch it the first time and you kind of go, oh, and then you then then you notice all these layers and, you know, think, well, hang on, like, is anyone real? Um, mm. And it's I love the fact that there's it's deliberately ambiguous. There's no real answers. Chuck Palahniuk hasn't yeah. really kind of come out and said, <clears throat> This is the actual definitive answer, or anything. It's just open to it interpretation. It would drive people mad now because everyone needs yeah. like an. It needs to be a resolution and an answer. Yeah, I, I I love that. Yeah, um, I've, I've read I've a lot read of his the books. Book. They're re he's a really I good writer. Either. Yeah, um, it's I'm kind just... of like because the the film in my mind is one of my favourite films, and kind of like I know everybody goes like, oh yeah, you know, if you like that movie, you should read the book, sort of thing. But it's kind yeah. of like because the film is so good to me, I almost don't want to read the book. Yeah, you know, it's read like... some of his other books though; they're all fucking good. Yeah, the first, no. his probably first five or six books are excellent. Yeah, um... just looking at some of these films that came out in '99. Go on. I mean, there are some belters here: Fight Club, mm. obviously, Magnolia, yeah, Sixth yeah. Sense, yeah, Ooh. Being John Malkovich, amazing. Ah. The Iron Giant, which is one of my favourite films of all time. That's an beautiful, incredible film. 99 was, it wasn't just like a bit good for film. Obviously, The Matrix we spoke about. We peaked. I think Civilization peaked. American Beauty. Oh, mm. yeah. Wow. Green, Green Mile. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is an, an Office Space. Again, one of my favourite films of all time. Have you seen Office Space, Darcy? My Judge. Yeah. Fucking yeah. What, a, what a film. Also oh probably still very relevant now. Dogma. Wow. Ah, what a film that is. Hell. Yeah. Oh. South Park, the South Park movie, which I remember absolutely <laughs> That's howling, howling That's at when I was a kid. Yeah. It's top of the list. Ten things I hate yeah. about you. That came out Jesus, in 99. Wow. Heath Ledger. What a fucking, fucking year. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, there's so many, so many more. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching that. Blair Witch. But yeah, I, I like, I like stories that are, they give you enough pieces of the puzzle, but not the complete puzzle. So there's always mm -hmm. like a little bit of the imagination. So it requires an active um, watcher. You know, it requires the the I audience to the, kind of put bits of it together themselves. Film I can really think about that I can really remember that did that to me was Inception. Yeah, mm. I can't really remember anything since then that's been like. And that's, I mean, Inception is it is the ending. That's what does yeah. it. It's kind of, the whole movie's brilliant because it's fucking yeah. Spinola, like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that ending. It's like, <clears throat> and didn't Shutter Island come out in this? I was about to say Shutter Island was a, yeah. a similar and sort of deal, isn't it? But I can't really think of anything since then that's been like a proper like mindfuck moment, like kind of like yeah. butterfly effects type of film. Where it's oh, butterfly like... effect! I still have nightmares about that film. <laughs> I don't know why that film. You know, I watched that film as a child, and it, it, I think it psychologically changed me. Really? It's just, just, just the way, because there's like three different endings as well, isn't there? Yeah. I, I obviously yeah. had to watch all of the endings, because obviously, why wouldn't you? Uh, what year was Donnie Darko? Uh, probably early. I think early 2000s. 2000, 2002. Yes. Yeah. It was Let's have a look. Right. I'm a big fan of that. Mm. 2001. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were mm. close. Yeah. I've not seen that for a long time either. Jake Gyllenhaal, one actor. I love him. Mm. 
I can't think of many films that come out now that have that are going to have the sort of impact that these have had. No. no. Well, they've tried to do it, haven't they? It's kind of like, what's the last one, the Christopher Nolan one? Um, Tenet. Tenet, that was it, yeah. And it was kind of like, I haven't seen it, because it was kind of like, when it actually came out and everybody watched it, it was just a bit like, well, that was a bit naff. Yeah, I saw it and um, I was like, what was that all about? Yeah, it's just like being confusing for confusing sake yeah. rather than yeah. actually have any any like real good writing behind it uh, films are also... like um memento his first movie memento my god fucking, so fucking good brilliant yeah films are too long now that's the biggest issue mm. they're way too long yeah but like, it's not uncommon for a film to be two and a half three hours whereas like the mm. average and and it, which is fine but I don't know, I could be completely off base here, but I feel like the, the length of the average like shot in a film is much shorter. So, the, mm. so it's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour film, but you're not looking at anything for more than like three seconds, and it's fucking yeah. exhausting. Like, There's no, like... We watched the um, Lord of the Rings trilogy after we had Matt from Rogue back on, mm. and I watched like the director's cut, so it's like they're all like oh. four-and-a-half hours long. Oh. So I spent like 15 hours worth of my life watching... The extended cuts of Lord of the Rings, and I was just like, "This is some of the best fifteen hours of my life that I've watched." Really, because it's like there's so much in those films that it's like, and that doesn't—that's not even like it, that's a small amount of what's in the books, which is mm. just fucking insane. Like you True. can fit some in four and a half hours per film, and it's just like, yeah, that's just a little bit of the book. Joanna and I are going to watch them it's in the insane. in the festive in the right. festive perineum. That's our thing. We watch them. Yeah. Like twenty seventh onwards, Bosch. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, one a day. Festive perineum, I like. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. It, the bit in between, yeah. the the nice part of the genitals that is Christmas and the arsehole mm-hmm. of New Year's, just that little, mm, the sweet spot, the little the little chin rest, mm. little gooch. <laughs> yeah. Um, this question is it? Is it me? Uh, yeah. I I asked one about a book. Um. We might as well throw a Christmas question there, mightn't we? Go on then. Considering this is going to go out on probably Boxing Day, maybe the day after. Okay. Um. So, <clears throat> what is the best Christmas gift you could ever hope to receive? Uh. Probably. <laughs> yeah, very much. Santa's listening, so you know. I mean, if I, it wouldn't be like a physical gift, it would be it would be like knowledge. It would be uh, <clears throat> like a sort of divine message, you know, um, from God or whatever, sort of saying, "Hey, happy Christmas! Everything's going to be all right." This is all just um, a fun little game that we're doing. And uh, it's all really nonsense. Don't worry. You're doing your best. Keep going. Have fun. Enjoy it. See you in a bit. And then off he goes. And I would just be like, sweet. Thanks. But would that actually change how you are? Because you're sort of like that anyway. You sort of think that way anyway. Yeah, I do. But I think sometimes we need a little reminder, don't we? <laughs> a little bit of external validation. A little Christmas. So what, what um, you'd like yeah. for Christmas is reassurance. Yeah, from, from a higher power that everything is, in fact, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Fair yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if we can stretch to that, can we, Darcy? I, I think can... that was the original title of the Mariah Carey uh, hit, but it didn't all have I the same Christmas ring to reassurance. it. Yeah, mm. from a higher power that everything's going to be all right. <laughs> and it is all, in fact, just a game. Is Mariah Carey the dead one, or is that the other one with the good voice? probably dead, but they just bring her back every year, don't they? Um, resuscitate her. Yeah, it's Jim Henson's Creature Shop, actually. (laughs) Puppeting a cadaver. (laughs) Been been Disneyed. Yeah, yeah, or it's AI or something. It's like that, um, what's that film where the the one that's the follow-up to A A Fish Called Wanda? Oh, that's a oh. fucking film and half. That. Yeah, uh, um, fierce creatures. Fierce creatures. Yeah, there's Damn. one of my one of my favourite lines in any film ever is when the guy's trying to put his dad in the freezer after he's been shot and he's been killed, <laughs> and he's like, "What are you trying? Oh, dad wants to be frozen in case there's a cure for it in in a hundred years." And he guy he grabs him by the shoulders and goes, "I'm sorry, mate." There is no cure for being shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favourite lines from a film. Oh, but maybe that's who what. They... The, who was the woman in the Fish Called Wanda? Who was the actress? Uh, was it? Wasn't no Jamie Lee Curtis was in a Fish Called Wanda. Was it Glenn yeah. Close? Uh... Jamie Lee Curtis was definitely in it. Man, this is a we're going into very obscure film territory yeah. now. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was a Fish it's Called a Wanda. Banging film though. But I hope your listeners writing this down because there's a whole bunch of stuff they got to watch over the Christmas perineum. Yeah, indeed. Um... Uh, hold on. And then who was in the other one? Who was it in the other one? Because Kevin Klein was in both of them, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Kevin Klein gets run over by the um, by the cement truck, doesn't he? Not the cement truck. Isn't Kevin Klein a woman now, married to Bill Gates? Kevin Klein. Hmm. Kevin Klein's no. Oh, it, oh, it, uh, it's Jamie Lee Curtis is in Fierce Creatures as well. There you go. Now we I know. Love Michael Palin's character in a fish called Wonder though. Is he's great. Is hold on. Let me let me is Kevin Klein a woman now? Let me just Google this. This is the, we need to do this. Look at yeah. um Kevin Klein and Melinda Gates. Is Kevin Klein That's a fun rabbit hole. Melinda <laughs> Gates. Images. Oh my god, yeah, that's that's that right. Is, I can't deny it. There's a similarity. I haven't seen him in any movies recently. He's full-time Bill Gates' wife now. Maybe he's maybe he's just a character <laughs> actor and he's researching for a role. Yeah. <laughs> They're all actors. It's all, it's the, all the, the role of chugging on Bill Gates' duke. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There you go. Oh, fuck it out. This episode is sponsored by Microsoft. Um, Feel free um, to urinate yourself anytime you like. (laughs) We'll all be absorbed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, this is a nice one. I think. What's your favourite thing about yourself? Oh, that's really nice. That's a nice one. Um, people don't people don't ask questions like that about themselves, do they? Often enough, so that's no, why I like that. It's really nice. Um, I don't have very many down days, but when I do, I know they're not going to last very long because I seem to bounce back quite quickly. So I have a kind of tenacity about myself, which I like, and I don't seem to get bogged down or stuck 
for very long. I do sometimes and I find it frustrating, but I'm like, it's fine. This won't last long. You won't have to endure it for long. You'll be fine probably tomorrow or the next day. And it's it's true. I always like bounce back. And if I have like, if I'm at a sort of emotional low ebb or I've got no energy or something, I'm like, oh, and I've realized now that I just have to like, you know, slow down a bit and just take care of myself and have a nice bath and a bowl of granola or something. And then the next day I'll probably be all right. And I usually am, um, which is cool. A, a bath yeah. and a bowl of granola. Yeah, with a big <laughs> fucking dollar for peanut butter and I'll be fine, you know. It's, yeah. All of the you've, nuts. You've, all the nuts in there. Sprinkle of cinnamon, mm. bit of coconut yogurt. Oh, but you, I don't know. You kind of, you get good at um, noticing your own patterns and your own sort of like, yeah. bullshit and what works for you and what doesn't and then um the problem is yeah. you don't get good at that until you're older do you like it takes it takes time man yeah it's mm. taken this long but i'm getting I'm, good at I'm it now i'm still not the best at kind of like noticing it i think nick's is probably better at noticing it than mm. i am i'm like i'm quite late to notice it and my default reaction is to go to fucking like just being angry yeah and that's like it's not nice you are like, you are quite an angry man I am. I think that's just by nature, but I think like well, no, not in a, not in a bad way. Um, no, but I think like when my, when my mental health dips, that's when kind of like I basically just start being an asshole and don't like myself when I'm like that. And obviously, mm. Nick's often ends up being on the kind of forefront of that, and it's kind of like, yeah, it's not nice. I don't like it. Um, but it's yeah, that's something I've got to deal with. How does she normally deal with it when you're like that? Does she? Are, uh, there, are there ways to bring you round, or like does she? Don, just Don a kebab dildo. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, Bonsai not, tree not, of the ass. Probably <laughs> just calls calls me a cunt and says she's going to bury me in the garden, and I'm okay. Right. I better rein it in. Um, Fair. Yeah, it's that's that's pretty much it, really. Sometimes mm. the most helpful thing someone can do to you is tell you you'll be in a fucking bell end. Yeah, no, yeah. That, I think that that's yeah. it with me. And it's kind of like, and it's like, it, it, I think when I'm like that, and if she says like, you know, you're being a dick or whatever, in much more first, forceful words, oh, mm. um, my instant reaction is to retaliate and go, fuck off or whatever. And mm. then it's like, once I've had two minutes on. to calm down, I'm like, I am being a dick. She's mm. right. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been an arsehole. <laughs> Um, yeah. and then I go and apologize and then it's kind of like okay I need to like rein rein my own head in sort of thing and that's yeah. hard to do like you know it's not an easy thing to recognize um kind of fucking hell this has turned into a therapy session um yeah it's not an easy thing to recognize but yeah but once you start recognizing it, I think it's easier to go, oh, there's a pattern here. Like when you kind of can try and avoid the uh, mm. triggers or whatever, you know, things that are actually well, likely to put I you in that my, state in the first place. My problem with it is, is my ADHD is heavily reliant on routine. And when my routine gets fucked with, that's when my depression kicks in as well. And right. then my depression is also influenced by my routine. And it's just like this vicious fucking battle between ADHD and depression that are just like, ah, okay. Neither of those two things fucking work together. And I've got to try and mash them together to make them work. And it's a bit yeah. like, yeah, that's not nice. But yeah, anyway, here's what it is. That's how my brain works. And I've just got to fucking deal with it. You know. What's your favorite thing about you? Me? Yeah. 
Uh, well, it's not my hair. Um, it's, his, it's his perfectly round head. <laughs> his head is so round. <laughs> uh, I I like to think I'm quite a compassionate person, and I take time for people. I take time out for people a lot, and that screwed me a lot in the past. Yeah, and yeah. That's probably it. Passion's good. What about you, Pav? This is for all sharing. Um, probably my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> well, that's your favourite thing about you. <laughs> yeah, it's just an extension of me now. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I don't really think about myself very often. Um, My favourite well, thing about should. me... I think I'm quite funny, and I quite like that I'm quite funny. But I think I'm funny in a bit of a left field way, which again mm. I quite like. Um, do you else? do you make yourself laugh? All the fucking quite... all the fucking when time. On, when you're on your own and your own inner monologue makes you laugh, that's good because you're I, good company for yourself. I am, and I am quite often. Joanna will be sitting in the room, and I'll be fucking howling with laughter, and she'll be like, "What are you laughing at?" And I was like, "Oh, just something I thought of." And I'll yeah, yeah. And uh, um, that's what when if I'm about to say something funny, people know I'm about to say something funny because I start laughing before I've even <laughs> even started. Like there's, there's yeah. like I I can't contain myself with it. Like the other day, I was around my friend's house, and my friend uh, he's not a very good cook at all. Just doesn't cook, and he um. But what he does do is he makes fishing bait. Like he makes bait for okay. for for. Uh, freshwater fishing or whatever it is and he spends a fucking a long time doing it like he quite right. enjoys doing it and he was saying may that... fish bite yeah and yeah. He, he sells it to other people he's really good at it oh really yeah and um and he was saying how he's arranged christmas dinner and that and he and he can't cook and i said to him mate i said you're saying you can't cook you spend three hours making a sweet for a fish that you're never going to see <laughs> <laughs> and it just and that just came out of me i didn't yeah. think about saying that and then say it it just happened yeah. and yeah. i could feel it being funny before it I, my jaw was locking up from the laughter but i could feel it before it, and i knew <laughs> the second I, it was a room of people i knew it was going to bring the fucking room down i think that's what i like about me that's beautiful yeah yeah but at the same time i'm quite happy to laugh at myself but i don't yeah as good as i am at taking a piss out of people and i'm fucking i'm the world's biggest idiot you know that's good. You can't take yourself seriously because we're not serious. I I knew uh, the reason I don't take myself seriously is that I get brought back down to earth very quickly by my partner, who has many many <laughs> videos of me sleep talking. One of really? which I sent to Darcy the other day. It, it's humbling to say the least, because my oh. sleep talking is quite embarrassing. What kind of shit do you say? It's like uh, the a potato one... cross with a Furby. The one the other day. Oh, God was that I was um, working at Greg Wallace's house um, and his house was made of leather and his doors were made of jelly and I was hanging the doors and I, the, jo- the doors were made out of jam jars. Um, oh God. And then she, because she can, sometimes she can have like a conversation with me while I'm, because I have these really, really vivid dreams. Right. And she's like, oh, what, how did you, how did you fix them? And I was like, oh, because I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Oh, you're a good wizard. And I was like, I'm a fucking good wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then 
you ask them about the wand? And I was like, my penis is my wand. Like the, the, wow. the fucking nonsense that comes out of my head. That's amazing. Yeah, when I, and, and I, it's normally quite loud. I once sat bolt upright while we were asleep and shouted pizza in a high-pitched voice and then went back to sleep. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, See, I, used to, I used to sleep talk um, often and have sort of like weird parasomnia type hallucinations and things like that. But I found they were exacerbated by alcohol. And since I stopped drinking uh, about three years ago, I haven't talked in my sleep. Mm. I don't think at all. I don't, I don't really drink. I drink infrequently. I did stop almost drinking, stop drinking almost completely. I drink infrequently. And I mean, infrequently, like like once or twice, maybe a year. Wow. And, um, and, so I had that a lot as well when I was drinking. But what it is now is if I'm extremely Jeez. tired and I've really, no, it's tiredness and stress. If okay. I've really overdone it and then I have a day where I can have a proper lay in, it's like all of the sleep and stress hits me all in one go. Uh, yeah. And then it's that bit when I'm just waking up, when I have all the mad dreams and I'm starting to talk sort of just in the morning. So if yeah. I've slept for like, it's not uncommon for me to have a stress sleep and sleep for 15 hours. Wow. And I, yeah. And I'll, and I'll like, I mean, sometimes Darcy's like trying to text me and I've gone completely dark and it's because I'm asleep. I don't sleep very well generally. So I might have like four or five hours a night and then all of a sudden I'll be like, right, it's a big sleep time. Big catch up sleep. Yeah. 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 And then that's when it all fucking comes out. Yeah. The wizardry. Yeah. I'm a fucking good wizard. I'm a fucking good wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Um, Shall we do final questions, Pav? We will do, but f- but um, before we do that, I have got to read something out, and that is your notes on this episode. Darcy writes the notes for the episode. Every what have year. I written? Oh, um, uh, th- these are just the note extra notes he's written on things to bring up. Uh, this is about you, Colin. He has okay. hair unlike us, the bastard. Um, and remember to say Merry Christmas, you fucking Grinch. <laughs> Those are the two notes that Darcy okay. has left me. So there we go. Well done for Good having thanks. hair. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. It's I didn't do anything to get this hair. I just it's a fluke of you oh, know nature. We still, really, we still resent you though. It's a fucking lottery, mate. It is. All of it, it is. <laughs> it is. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, we're not, man. We're, we're not bitter. It's okay. No. Let's move on. <laughs> no. No. Let's go. You, it's a lottery, and you've won Darcy's and my hair in it. <laughs> I mean, again, you know, I'd love to redistribute this somehow. You know, yeah, yeah. You were talking about wealth redistribution, Colin. yeah, like, you know, hair redistribution. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, you know, charity starts at home. Let's do it. <laughs> we could all have like half decent haircuts between us. Yeah. yeah, I'll quite, I'll quite gladly take a Ziploc bag full of your hair, and yeah, stick it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> to sniff while you're uh, <laughs> the ginger. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, while he's, I while he's whittling bit, down I his dildo. this the other day, yeah. so you know. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> hey, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah super glue. Yeah. So send me some looks of your hair, and I'll. You just need a few bits either side of the beanie and it just gives the impression of hair. (laughs) Yeah, you've always got that beanie on. No one wants to stitch it into the beanie. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. No one will know. It's a good shout. I'll know. Just two strands there and I can be like a really hipster Liam Gallagher. Yeah. 
Got your glue. We'll say, I'll send you a couple of bits for Christmas, man. I got I got plenty. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> so say Merry, say Merry Christmas. You was it fucking oh, Grinch? Yeah, he was calling me a Grinch, and that I had to say, "Hey, right. Merry Christmas." So right. Merry Merry Christmas, listeners. Now onto the final questions. Um, it's got a jingle. It should have a jingle, <laughs> shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the final questions. The final question. I just likes so, that one. I can tell. He's working up. <laughs> so, what the fuck is that man doing? <laughs> <laughs> what was that ungodly sound? Oh, bless him. Bring him over oh. for the final questions. There we go. Oh, hello, mate. Oh, we can't hear us, can we? <laughs> um. If he, he if probably he, can't see you either, it, but yeah. If he could, oh. would you actually be expecting a response from him, Darcy? Because yeah. it's... Oh, well, it's <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> right. So oh. if you weren't doing what you do and what you've been doing for the past ten years, what would you be doing? Fuck man. I I do not know. Um I don't know. I've thought about being some sort of um hey, yes. A man just knocked on the window and he's wearing a shirt that evidently bought from here. Yeah, that wasn't, sometimes. That wasn't, people, wasn't people staged go, at all, was it? No. People go like it. that, they kind of turn up and they go, <laughs> Look, man, I'm just like, Yeah. It's nice. That yeah, there you go. That's one of the nice things that happens sometimes. Um, if I wasn't doing this, I don't know. I've discovered recently that I like talking to people. Um, I'm kind of good at listening to people, and the people just like tell me things anyway. Like they'll tell me their whatever's going on with them emotionally. So I think maybe if I wasn't trying to sell things, I would be doing something more in that vein, um, involving talking and listening, and I don't know, some sort of like therapy or something. That's that's um, good because I thought you were about to say if you weren't trying to sell things, you're going to be selling people. <laughs> no <laughs> i'd sell yeah i'd sell my time in some kind of a way but i do i kind of sometimes fantasize about like being free of the kind of consumerist uh, machine not selling products and not renting a premises and actually just being more about the the time you know um and just something of something of that nature, I think would be quite good, especially if it's something that helps people, um, you know, communicate with people and um, helps people be seen and heard. Um, I think that's quite important and quite useful. Um, it feels somehow more wholesome than just like selling things as well. So if I think if all of this were to go tits up or if I were to jack it in, I would probably be some sort of like therapist or coach or something. Fair yeah, I think like for me, like uh, what makes life feel, uh, what makes it feel like it has value, or like I'm doing something of value, is more about like meaningful connection, um, and the way people feel after I've spoken, after I've been with them, you know, more so than 
did they buy something? How many things did they buy? How much money did they spend? How much money have I made today? Mm. You know, those things are all useful, I suppose, under the system that we operate within, but they're not really like heartfelt. Mm, they're not like, I'm never going to, you know, in years to come, I'm never going to think, oh, I remember that day I made that much money. Yeah. You know, it's more about like the the connection, you know, the actual moments of of like heartfelt human connection. Um, and I think it would be lovely to somehow focus on that more and for that to be, you know, for that to be the work rather than just, you know, slinging bits of cloth at people. <laughs> Although that has its place as well. I'm not saying that this is all nonsense mm. and isn't fulfilling because obviously it is on some level. I think if you had more, if you had conversations with people about what they were buying and why they were buying it, yeah. you'd probably mm -hmm. find out that they weren't just buying it because it was a cool design on a piece of cloth. A lot of people, yeah. when they buy clothes, specifically from independent brands and stuff, they have a connection to it. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's that's what keeps me going. I think that's what's kept yeah. me going this whole time. So um, there is there is a something there. It's just maybe yeah. you you don't get to see that side of it. Yeah. Not always. Sometimes you do. Sometimes people say really lovely things and um, that definitely keeps me going. Um, I think if I felt like what I was doing was meaningless, I would not be having such a good time and I'd probably stop doing that and do something that felt more uh, meaningful. Mm. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, you just sort of feel like a cog in the machine, don't you? And um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like there's a sort of like little drive, isn't there, to kind of feel like you're making some sort of difference in people's lives somehow. Mm. Like I don't know. I'd love to see like a, a kind of revolution in our time, and I like to think that I am gently encouraging that uh, culture of potential revolution by putting snarky things on t-shirts or by being a bit outspoken in my Instagram stories and. Um, Helping people to feel like they can be brave and they can be authentically themselves as well, just because they see me fucking doing it and mm -hmm. having a good time and getting away with it. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's good to to try and empower others and remind each other of our innate power and sovereignty. I think that's kind of like the secret mission, you know, Hold and I think that's what you guys are doing as well, to be honest. Hold that thought because that's going to link very much back to our last question. Okay. In two questions time. Yeah, okay. we've got we've got like a sort of the business bit of it now. Just a quick little okay. bit of business. Just a quick bit of business. Bit of business. Okay. Um, can you think of any brands that would be good to have on the podcast? Uh, yes. Um, uh, there's a guy. Um. Uh, there's a guy called Hands for Feet. Um, his artwork is really cool. I wanted to license his stuff, but I think he was just starting to print his own uh, merch, and I think that was blowing up. So he he just pursued that. Um, there are oh man, I, I can send you like a bunch of Instagram uh, accounts that would probably yeah, make potentially it, yeah do that yeah guests. for sure. Um, he's one that just popped into my mind. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some, yeah, some from around here, some from further afield, but yeah, there's definitely, I think people would, um, love to talk to you chaps. I hope so. We're pretty easy yeah. to talk to. I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah, it feels like I've known you for ages. Darcy's very judgmental, but aside from that, we're pretty easy to talk to. <laughs> judgmental. <laughs> Such a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you, mate? Uh, so, yeah, you can find me physically on the old high street in Folkestone. I recommend going um, there. It's lovely. It is really lovely. Um, I'd recommend coming here as well. It's really, really lovely in the summer, but it's pretty nice all year round. It's a nice cobbledy street with a view of the sea. Um, and there's just a whole slew of lovely creative people here running small, little, beautiful, creative businesses. Um, and fine eateries and places where you can buy coffee and beers and stuff. Um, you can find me on um, Instagram at the Quartermasters. Um I think all my other links are on there. Um, the the website is qm.clothing. Um, I'm on buymeacoffee.com if you want to buy me a coffee. Um, I've I've launched a Patreon, which is uh, QM Colin, which is just bits of like writing and pictures of me mincing about and stuff. Um, but yeah, the main one would be the probably the Instagram because that's the one I use the most. Uh, I just tend to post stories every day of me standing here talking about how i feel or whatever's happening in the world and dogs as they walk past or foxes or badgers or whatever um, foxes out to get you yeah <laughs> yeah they see me a human squirrel and they're like fucking kill you human squirrel. Yeah, it's fucking nuts <laughs> yeah, it's he, cannot, fucking he nuts. cannot be allowed kick him in the dick out there later yeah <laughs> i gotta be very careful on the way home they're mm. all out there man lurking yeah. <laughs> run past him brush up against him in the dark yeah scare Oof. the shit out of him otis this is why i carry otis around man he doesn't take any shit from anything on four legs he kicks off he looks very docile right now but he sees anything honestly he just goes mental if i if i didn't know that was a real dog i think it was wasn't a real dog <laughs> <laughs> he's just so chill just like sitting there like yeah. just just happy existing we should be more dog yeah. really shouldn't we we should all be more dog. No, no, we no, we shouldn't be more dog because I've got a fucking dog downstairs. I've got two dogs downstairs. One of them's half Chihuahua, and she's fucking chilled as fuck. She's great. You know? yeah. Sammy's also great, but in a very, very different way. He's the most mental animal on the fucking planet. He's like just every single piece of energy Hello. in the world has been absorbed into this dog. Listener, um, there were some definite waves coming from outside the shop inwards. Sorry, I, uh, we saw I some only, waving. What as I well. can only describe as a gaggle of women just walked past and waved and knocked and waved and mouthed that... words at me, and I just sort of nodded and waved back. You should invite them in and tell them about our, our new business idea for um ginger dildos. They, uh, they, Russian yeah. dildos. They, they were mouthing, <laughs> "We are the foxes, and we've now morphed into human form. Yeah. We're going to follow you home." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Right, Pav, take it away. What is the meaning of life? Oh, seriously, is this the last question? Love that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think it's um, it is it is a lot to do with human uh, connection and experience and feeling everything. Um, to experience the experience, and I think ideally to experience it fully and without sort of shying from it or trying to uh, avoid it or numb it but really kind of just facing it um 
there's that old Bill Hicks thing, isn't there, about life's uh, ride? He said it's um, it's a ride in amusement park, and I really like. I think that chimes with me. Um, uh, I like the idea of that, and I think it is just kind of a ride. We're here just to kind of experience it, you know, the ups and downs and all of that, and just kind of like just be here for all of it. Um, a lot of what we are told is the meaning of life, you know, capitalism is is uh, is nonsense um it's like the ride has been sort of hijacked by um fucking crazy monkeys that just are obsessed with numbers and making money and stuff but really it's not about that it's really about you know um slowing down and taking time to uh connect with one another and and you know love each other and shit like that i think really that's probably what it's all about i think like if we um you know like I said earlier, if there's stuff that we that might feel important on the day or in the moment, but in years to come, when we're on our sort of deathbeds or whatever, and our lives flash uh, before our eyes, we aren't. There's a lot of shit that we aren't going to think is, was very important at all. And I think what we'll value are those moments of like heartfelt human connection where we helped one another, or uh, you know. You know, just stopped and admired the fucking inherent beauty in life or the this sort of humor in it. The, the fact that it is some kind of weird, like, cosmic joke, really, isn't it? It's all just like the life's fucking funny, man. It's like like a tragic comedy. Um, and it's important to, like, stop and remember that. And that it's like it's not really that serious. Um I think a few years ago, I was very, um, I think like anyone with a new business, you kind of become a bit of a bit obsessive. You become a bit of a workaholic. And I would routinely be here until very late trying to move things along. And I don't know, it felt like I was making progress or something. But really, it was just a, like a mad treadmill that I was on. And I think since probably 2020, I've I've changed a lot and realized that actually it is important to slow down and to rest and to like take time to be idle, to play, to have fun, uh, just to frolic about and um, be with yourself, with your own thoughts and be with the people that you love. Um, a lot of the stuff that we're told is what it's all about really isn't. Um, and I think recognizing that is important. If you've, if you've gone that far, then you're kind of on the right path. Um, and then after that, it's just really kind of playing the game and being being as much uh, uh, of you as you can be, I think. Yeah. Nice. I think that's it. It's it, ultimately it's meaningless. But I, you know what what you kind of make of it is We're all in a simulation mean. anyway. So yeah. yeah, it's all a fucking simulation or a game or a you know whatever probably. So make of it what you will, but for fuck's sake, enjoy it. You know. Don't waste it. Don't not do anything because you're afraid. Well, if that doesn't you know? get the listeners g'd up and uh, happy and in, you know enthused, I don't know what will. Festive. You feel all <laughs> Christmassy now. So, so festive. So festive. It's, yeah, we're all gonna die. Just fucking live. Like fuck it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I remember. I had a, I had a weird thing where like a, a little switch went off in my brain when someone pointed this out to me. And I was like, I was, I'd spent all day like lazing on the sofa doing literally nothing because I'd done too much for like two weeks. So I did nothing, yeah. and uh, I felt bad for do- sitting there doing nothing. And I was talking the to my guilt. friend about it. Yeah, 
And he was like, why do you feel bad? I was like, oh, I just feel like I should be doing something. He was like, why? So I don't know. He said, well, did you enjoy yeah. sitting there on a the sofa? I said, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed sitting there doing nothing for a bit. He said, well, then it wasn't wasn't wasted time. Yeah. And I was like... Doing nothing sometimes is fucking completely important. Blew. I was like, yeah. I said, if if anything you're doing, if you're enjoying doing it, yeah. the time is not wasted. You don't have to be productive for something to be a good use of time. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's it's actually vital. It's actually very necessary sometimes just to do nothing. Mm. Just, mm. you know, go for a walk or sit on your ass or just stare at the sea or the moon or whatever. It's really important. Also, the location it, um, of doing nothing isn't as vital. Some people think, oh, but you're sitting indoors at, at home doing nothing. You could be mm. going and sitting on the beach. I like being indoors. Yeah. I, made, I made my house really fucking yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lovely home. Why wouldn't I want to yeah, sit and be idle sit, at home? Fucking, fucking, I've got yeah. a fucking mortgage that cripples me. I'm going to yeah. sit and I'm going to sit on this sofa. I'm fucking enjoy this place. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah. to make the most of it. Yeah. So, so listen, right. listeners, the takeaway here is just have a fucking lovely time doing whatever you're doing. Just yeah. chill out and just be happy wherever you are. And if you're not 100%. happy, move to somewhere that you are happy, metaphorically yeah. and physically. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Right. Colin, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, coming thank on. Thank you, guys. We will come and see you in folks. Yes, it'd be lovely to see you. I'll, I will probably be here. We'll, um, yeah, we'll come and see you. We'll make a plan. Thank you. Yeah. We'll make a, we'll make a list. We'll check it twice. Right, thanks guys, guys. have thanks a good so, one thanks so much really appreciate your time happy uh happy new year and you know christmas and whatnot yeah yeah 31 episodes more to go yeah it's exciting isn't it? you've got this you can do this it's exciting it's yeah. not i mean yeah. if we can do one episode a week which we don't always do then yeah. it's not even the middle of the year is it so that for doing that yeah well i suppose it is just over the middle of the year you hit it by like june probably yeah We'll try. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Quant- do it. Qual- quality over quantity at the end of the day. Yeah, true. Cool. Cool. Thanks, right, guys. guys. Thanks, Colin. Bye, Otis. <laughs> love you. <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> Much love, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.